Okay, exciting that we're ready to roll. Good evening. Again, I, this year has been dedicated by the Berlin family. Uh, for only much brach and only good. I think it's Miriam Basara. For blessings for her and the whole mishpacha. Baruch we're in the midst of a discussion that we were learning already for the last two weeks, all about the 12 tribes. We learned in the last two classes the general level of the, of the, of the Shvatim, when Yaakov blesses them, comparing them to the beasts. And the main thing, I'm not going to go over it, I'm sure everybody, those who've been paying attention, or else well, today's, he goes into another subject. Obviously, it all interrelates and integrates. I'm not going to go through what we learned earlier. The, the blessings to the other tribes were primarily related to the Birurim to the rectifications of taking things that are in the Olam Hapirud, in the world of separation, elevating them to a, a level of submission and recognition of Hashem. And that's why you look at each tribe, it all has to do with a certain, certain rectification, a certain purification, a certain elevation, a certain dealing with the world. Um, like Yehuda's hand in the neck of his enemy, um, he explained that way regarding Yisachar, done, done as a snake, and he, not, he knocks off the rider. Zvulun is, is by the, brings from, from, the, from the shipyards, he brings the people into the, to Israel, and Avtali, uh, all of them, they all have elements of this rectification. And Yosef is different, because he explained that the root of Yosef's neshama, which is much higher than the tribes, and even though he's also bundling bundles with together with the tribes, which bundling bundles means this idea of, of, of raising sparks, yet he's different than them. How is Yosef different? Is that his rectification of the sparks is not through going in, is not through from below, lifting things up from the world and bringing them up to a state of submission to God, but his, his soul represents the, the tail end of divinity not yet creation. Their souls are souls of creation. They're residing in the lower realms, in the realms of creation. And they're lifting themselves up into malchut, into the lowest attribute, and, and, and rising up into the world of Atsilos. Um, Yosef, his work begins where they end. Because even when a creation comes to a submission and to a recognition of the unity of God and surrenders to the unity, it's not pure integration with the divine because the recognition of a creation in the unity of God is still considered dense, thick, and, and uh, coarse. Uh, it's, it's limited. It's not, it's not a true understanding of the truth of his unity. In order to have the truth of the unity be communicated and absorbed and received by in that, in that spark, in that being, there needs to be a and a fusion from above, and that's Yosef. And that's why he takes their, their bundles and they bow down to his bundle to, to elevate it after they elevate it. That's the idea. And he explained that the root of Yosef's neshama is even higher than Yaakov. That's not only do they draw, uh, uh, um, bow down to him, but he's already he's rooted in the very, very beginning of the power of Tikkun. As he explained, Yaakov is the, is the power of Tikkun, of Teferes, of Atsilus. And Yosef even transcends that as well because he's rooted in the last or the eighth king of the worlds of Tohu, uh, which is, um, which, and that's why that's the ability to rectify even the outside nations 
who come from Tohu. And that's why Yosef was the ruler over the, the uh, um, over, over foreign people, not over the Jewish people. He was a king on the outside. And he says it's similar to Mashiach's kingdom, which is already going to be after the Tikkun. So Yosef is the one who has that power. And that's why even Yaakov bless, uh, um, uh, ultimately bows down to Yosef. So that's what we learned last week. Now we're going to start over here in the end. We're, we're learning Pashas Vayechi, Sefer Biyuri Zohar, page Ayin Hay. All the way in the end, we're going to be going into Ayin Vav. So let's go. Now again, the main mimer is coming to explain that the Zohar says that when Yaakov, when Yosef was savagely or brutally ripped away from Yaakov, that hurt him. That 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 delivered such a devastating blow to Yaakov that literally knocked the wind out of him. And much worse than all his other troubles. He had a very difficult life, but nothing can compare to the devastation that he had when Yosef was taken away from him. And it says in the Zohar, the reason why he loved Yosef so much because he reminded Yaakov of Yosef's mother, which was his, if you would say, Yaakov's sweetheart, right? Rachel. And what did he like about Rachel so much? She, she, was, she just captured his art. She was just so magnificently beautiful. He couldn't, for, he couldn't live without that beauty. And the, and the Alter Rebbe asks, like, that doesn't seem fit for such a godly spiritual person to be so enamored by physical beauty. So obviously this physical beauty that Ra Rachel possessed, that Rachel possessed, could not just be that, cannot be just understood on a superficial level. It needs to be understood on a much, much higher, deeper, godlier level. When we understand the spiritual dynamics of Rachel, we'll understand why that was so significant and meaningful to Jacob, to Yaakov, and why after she was taken away, he felt that his life was pointless. The only one that can kind of fill that gaping hole was Yosef, because Yosef was also, he looked like his mother. That means spiritually he had qualities of his mother. We're even going to see that even in, in the qualities that he possessed, he surpassed his mother. And that's why he was a good um, replacement. Um, when Yosef was taken away from Yaakov, uh, it was unconsolable. And that's why God promises him, I will return to you the 17 years of Yosef, the last 17 years of Yaakov, when, Yosef, when he was together with Yosef and Mitzrayim, that was for Yaakov Gan Eden. That was paradise. So that's where we're going to now. This is the part he's getting to now. What was ya what's Yaakov? So in order to understand this, we need to understand who is Yaakov. See, we spoke about the tribes. We spoke about the tribes versus Yosef. Now he's going to explain who Yaakov is, who, what Yaakov is all about, and in continuing tradition to that, who Rachel is, Rachel, and how Yosef has the qualities of his mother, what, what role he can play, and how he can substitute his mother. And this will all be understood, and that's what he's going to explain now. Okay. Now Yaakov, we know there's three fathers. Avram is on the right side, Yitzhak is on the left side, and Yaakov is the center. So he's the middle, the middle. And he's called the center bar. Hamavriach that, that permeates, that goes through and through and through all the levels. We know that the, 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 the two channels from the side, right and the left, they, they can go far, but they don't go that far. They diminish as they continue. The center, the middle, has the power that it goes all from the, and more than that. They, and the reason why they don't go all the way down so low is because they don't originate, originate so high. The middle originates in the very, very deepest of the deep, and therefore it has such potency and power that it goes all the way, all the way, all the way out, out, out. 
In the middle, mainly, it says it doesn't change when it's descending. It remains in its full potency and its full power. So that's why Yaakov, we know, is the chosen of the fathers. Which means, in the center, it's meant to channel, the, like, for example, Torah. Torah, we know, when it comes into this world, doesn't get any weaker. The, 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 the Torah that descends here, that we study, even if we're studying it in the most physical form, the most simplest of forms, even if we're not seeing the secrets of it, it doesn't lose any of its holiness, any of its potency. Uh, uh, in, in contrast to the other channels, on the right side and on the left side, which are also holy channels, they don't remain as they are um, in their original form. Only Torah has that quality. It's the, it's the quality of emes. Emes means truth. Truth is, wherever it is, it is true. And it continues further. It's the center. It's the truth of every level. Okay. Which is the level Teferis, which we know in Sfirot, the middle, the middle is, the, is the attribute of Teferis. Teferis is beauty because it harmonizes. The middle is a synchronization of right and left. As it is not. Which is obviously what we feel at this moment right before Mashiach reveals himself a little bit missing in the dynamics of the world. You have such extremism both on the right and on the left and there's absolutely no communication going on. So what we need is this power of synchronization, but in a way that is going to bring the two together in, the, in, the, in a healthy way. Um, you know, there's one way where people are screaming, yeah, we should all have unity. Everybody wants unity. But yeah, you give in to me completely, and we'll have unity with you. And <laughs> you join my team. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a, a, a synchronization. Um, which is the integration, from kindness, and from severity, Davka. Shazau Iker Inyan For some reason, I feel that if this light is open, it might be a little better for the camera. So let me just open the other light. Shazau Inyan. Shazau Iker Ferris. Now that's the idea. That this integration is the main, the main property of Teferis. Because that's what makes things beautiful. Teferis means beautiful. Kashayesh Kama Gavanim Shoinim when there is different, various different colors, hafeichem yachad, that are opposites, yachtov, that go together, and they're blended together with a perfect blend. It's not the case when there's only one color. That is red, or love, and that is white. If you only have red, it could be good, but it's not beautiful. If you only have white, it also could be nice, but it's not beautiful. It is not the reason why it's using red and right because red is the color of the left. It's interesting how in uh, in our coloring over here in the United States, the right is the color red and the left is the color blue. Um, but in in uh, the spherotic dynamics, red is associated with the left side, and white is kindness in the right side. Um, and when things are integrated, red and white together, it creates, you know, depending on the various different dyes as they come together, creates something very pretty. Um, which is this integration of kindness and severity, as it is not. And that's beautiful. That's why Yaakov is called the selected one of the forefathers. Because Avram Avinu is only kindness. And Yitzchak and Isaac is only the, he represents the power of dread of God, the Gevura element. It's not 
There's no teferis. There's no blend. Yaakov, but Yaakov kalul mishneim. Yaakov is a perfect blend of both. Like it says, like Yaakov says, the godliness that was to me, that's what he says. He speaks to his, his father-in-law, Lavan, and he says, had God not protected me, I would have been destroyed completely. I think it's in his discussion with Lavan or in the discussion with his wives before he leaves Lavan's house. But he says, the God, if, if not for the God of my father, Abraham and my father and, and the dread of Isaac were to, were to me. That means that what am I made up of? I'm made up of a flow of energy that's the godliness of my father Abraham, the power of Abraham, and the, and the, and the dread of Isaac is the, 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 the godliness of Isaac, which is the dread, the energy of Gvur of Isaac. Hoyali were to me, not just protecting me. They are, they're drawn into me. That's what makes me who I am. Um, uh, yeah, Shaklulim boy, it is included in him. Or Chesed Avram, the light of kindness of Avram, Upachad Yitzchak, and the dread of Yitzchak. Okay, Nikra Briachatichan. That is the reason why he's called the center, center flow. Shekoidel Bezakavim. He includes, he, he integrates and includes within himself both channels, the Yom and Usmoil of right and left. Vu Ikrab Chenesatiferes, and he's the primary element of Teferes. That's why it says about Yaakov Avinu, Israel, that in you, aspire, in you, I, 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 I beautify myself. I take, I, uh, I simply says it means that I, yeah, I'm, I'm boastful with you. God boasts with the Jew, with Israel, because Israel, but it, the real meaning of aspire means I, I make myself look nice through you. And that's the beauty. And the beauty comes, as we see, Dafka in this, in, in this blend and balance. Dafka espoir bibchenasatiferis. That's why the emphasis is espoir, which is the idea of teferis. Ulamaila and above. Now, everything that exists in down here was our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. Higher and a higher level, this is the in the chariot, we spoke earlier, the face of the lion is on the right side. The face of the at, which is chesed. Even though the lion is ferocious, we explain it's the gevura of chesed, but it is chesed. Passion. The light on, this, on, the, on the, the power on the second side is fear and submission, which is the ox. And who's the blend? The eagle represents the blend. The face of the eagle, who's the center, that he includes within himself the face of the lion and the face of the ox. Which also is related to compassion. Because compassion is an emotion that integrates both kindness and severity. Both of them together are, are compassion. Because as we learned many times, kindness means that everybody's deserving. You have a very good eye, you see you see the, the, the goodness and the, and, the, and the merit in everybody and in everything, and even in the worst criminal, you can, you can find um, a, a, uh, a merit where you don't see all the guilt and all the criminality, you just see the goodness in them. That's kindness. Abraham was able to go so, so, so low to find in the most, like he found in the people of Sodom and, and, and Amorah, right, the people of those five cities, he found that there, you know, he completed that there may be, there's a tzaddik, this. he was finding merit for them, because right, right? that's kindness. It goes down very, very low in terms of 
severity is the opposite. Gevura, judgment, it, it, it judges everybody. Even in the most righteous of situations, it finds guilt. Nobody is worthy. From the, from the true power of judgment, nothing is worthy. You can find a speck of undeservingness, and that becomes like, that's what you notice, and that's what you emphasize, and that's why no, you're, not, you're not accepted. Not accepted for the job. Don't qualify. Even though you pass the test in flying colors, one tiny little thing off. That's the critical eye. So there's a kind eye and there's the critical eye. And then there is compassion. What's compassion? Compassion, and, and, and you see, in kindness, doesn't hear at all the critics, the criticism of the, of the, of the critic. Because this kindness only, uh, only has the kindness, the kind view. The critic only has the critic. The compassionate person hears both. He hears that the person is guilty. He hears the, 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 the critic's arguments. He says, that person doesn't deserve. <laughs> and based on that conclusion, they don't deserve. But when you look at the pitiful state that they're in, you have compassion for them. And therefore you realize you have to help them out even though they don't deserve. Obviously, you know, compassion too has to be checked. When is it, when, when yet compassion, when no compassion, right? Um, but the idea of, of, of compassion, so it considers both sides. It's, 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 being, it's being driven by the energy of kindness, which is the energy to, to flow, to give, to bestow, whatever. But it's also sensing the, the judgment, integrating the judgment into the decision. I hear, I understand, I agree, but yet, yet we have to execute kindness out of compassion. That's the idea of it being an integration. It's chesed and gavura, ki do as it is known. But you do what is known, the chesed and gavura, the yitzchak, it is also known that the kindness and the severity of Avraham and Yitzchak, who kamoi of, of, of Abraham and Isaac, who kamoi amayim va'esh, is similar to the idea, or it relates to, it's, it's metaphoric in water and fire. Shanafechem, which are opposites, right? So water and fire can't get along. Besides, in this week's parsha, the end of the parsha, a miracle happened that fire and water did get along. That was by the plague of the hail which the hail was a ball of, of water, of like ice, and inside of it was actually fire. So it was a very powerful, it was a crazy situation. Um, but usually fire and water are enemies, they don't, they don't get along. And the nature of water is, goes downward, just like the energy of kindness. From the one that is blessed, um, it flows to the one that is maybe less fortunate. You help someone else, that's what kindness is all about. Anybody that has something to give to someone who is lacking and you give, that means in that particular aspect, you're above the other. And then, and you, and you, and you give. It doesn't have to be, it could be a charitable donation of money. It can be a, uh, advice. It can be a teaching. It can be uh, healing. It can be a smile. You have joy and the other person is lacking joy. It can be just that smile that you can bestow upon that person, a cheerful face. Whatever that is, it's going from the higher to the lower. In, 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 and, that's the, and that you see it in water. Water flows. Whenever you put water on a slope, it's not going to go up the slope. It's going to go down the slope. And fire has the opposite nature. Its nature is to ascend. So so too is the kindness of... And, and that's what severity is. Judgment is. Judgment is withdrawal. I'm judging you, 
You come to me, you want something, I'm judging you that you don't deserve. I would, I would help if I felt you deserved it, you earned it, you didn't earn it, get out of here. Which, so, so the idea is I'm, 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 I'm retracting into my higher place. The very fact that I can judge you means that I'm kind of thinking I'm higher. And the judgment is, 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 a, is a constriction. And therefore it's a return inward as opposed to a flow outward. So this idea of fire that goes up. And that's why judgment hurts, it burns. Water is pleasant, kindness is pleasant, feels good. Fire uh, is very intense. Now again, it's not like it's bad because sometimes judgment is necessary. Without judgment, it would be, uh, the world would be a jungle. So there has to be some, some accountability, which relates, which is. So, so to the kindness of Avraham, descends from a high place to a low place. And what does it do? is to enliven the spirit of the lowly. And, it, and again, how low does it go? Even to the pretty low, even to those that we would consider bad, like Avram Avinu, he's always standing up for the bad guy. Even Yishmael was pretty bad. Sarah wants to kick him out of the house. Avram doesn't want to. He needs God to command him to listen to Sarah. He kicks his son out. Okay, that you'll say is his son, but he sticks up for the worst for the for the for the for, for, for the for the for the most corrupted of, of society, he's trying to defend them. And we know he fed and he gave everybody without discrimination. The pagans who Rashi said they weren't just regular pagans, or at least they, they were angels, but they came dressed as pagans. And and Avram Avinu um, uh, and Avram Avinu, what's it called again? And Abraham um, fed them. And took care of them and was excited. He even told God to wait because he has to take care of these guests who were not the, you know, the, the uh, very noble of people. It's interesting. I was just thinking, and, you know, we, we say they're angels dressed like, like these low, like, like these uh, whatever. I'm thinking, I mean, it's not the real shot, but it, that's the idea of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu can have Arabs who, who bow down to the dust of the feet, representing in, 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 in Judaism the lowest form of thing, s- surrendering yourself to dust. I mean, that you feel yourself lower than the dust. You feel yourself. It's, you're, a person is in a state that they're lower than, than the dirt. You know, they have to be really in the dirt to, to, to worship dirt. <laughs> so very, very lowly people. But to, in, in Avram's, to Avram, they're angels. Because Avram sees only the angelic element of every being. So maybe they weren't angels after all. They were, but in Avram, they were, they were malach. No, but that's not the real pshat, but I'm just saying. and therefore, Because Avram Avinu is what? Is the flow of kindness. So, <coughs> um, and since kindness itself, unbalanced kindness, um, can 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 get uh, can go out of place, so we find by Avram Avinu that at the very tail end of his of his kindness emerges Yishmael, who is also kind, but a kindness in a corrupt way. Chesed the klipa, the chesed of the unholy. Alke, and that's what we said earlier. Benoyed Avram, begalusa de edoim. Avram's children. We learned earlier in the discourse in the class two weeks ago that um, the children of Avram are in the exile of Edom. And the reason for that is, even though the children of Avram are kind people, 
But as we discussed earlier, that kindness is uh, that it, that in the in the realm of kindness, kindness is lost. Kindness is noticed more in the realms of the gevura part, and in the in, in kindness itself, what stands out is the is the gevura element of it. I mean, I know it's not part of the. It, like, he throws it in over here, and then in today's discussion, we're not emphasizing that. We're emphasizing the the, the 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 kindness of kindness, not the gavura of kindness. But yet, the gavura of kindness is a more pronounced gavura than the gavura of gavura. It's more noticed. So therefore, we learned that the children of Avram, who are souls of kindness, because they on them the the what is noticed in them is their gavura. That's why they go to. Yitzchak's klipa, the, the unholiness coming from Isaac, which is the world of Edom, and they do the tikkun in Edom. In the place of joy, which is kindness, over there there should be a tremble. We find also by Avram Avinu that what did Avram Avinu have to do? The one act that we look at Avram in his life, that's like the highlights of his life, is when he did the opposite act of kindness. When he took his son Isaac, which and he, and he bound him, and he was ready to ready to slaughter him. You, you couldn't have a, a more cruel, I'm saying, it, it, it was a holy cruel, cruelty at that moment because God commanded him and he was doing what God said and uh, when God is, is commanding you and God is the essence of goodness and you know it's for sure God commanding you, then this act, I know, I know, I'm not going to try to convince you because the, our human minds are going to say no, 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 no. That's obviously because we're not connected yet in an open, complete way to the essence of, of goodness and have him flow into us. In the end, he didn't slaughter him because God doesn't want that. But that's why we so, we so object to it. But it, in his world, the communication came to communicate. God never said slaughter him. God said bring him up. But he, he interpreted it as the slaughter as well. And because God is saying... but. I, Whatever that is, it's still an act of immense gevura, and that's what we see pronounced in Avram Avinu, even though he's the man of kindness. So Avram Avinu's kindness, so his children, who also have this ability to display gevura, his children, the Jewish people are both children of Avram and Isaac, but we said that it seems like from the discourse, Ashkenazic Jewry are more rooted in Avram's soul. From the Zohar, it seems to imply that Sephardic Jewry is more rooted in Isaac's soul. And they and they and they and they change quarters in which part of the world they are working with. Avram's children work in in Yitzchak's territory. Yitzchak's children work in Yishmael's territory, which is Avram's, which is the Chesed of the Klip. Okay, and that we spoke about that a few week, uh, two weeks ago. You can listen to part one to get a better understanding on that. That the lion, you see the same thing in the lion, even though the lion, as we said earlier, is is on the right side, which the right side is kindness, yet what do we see? A, 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 a lion. And a lion is, the gavura element is the, you don't, and the lion doesn't come always across as Mr. Nice Guy, you know? When you need a help, when you need someone to, uh, you know, get you to the airport, then you go riding on a lion. Um, it, 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 yeah, but, but yet it's on the right, so there's some kind of a, it, it's revealed, in it on the Menaget, which in this case is a, is Edo. Okay. It's interesting, even <laughs> what's hard with reading this is he's trying to show over here that fire and water are opposites. They don't get along. Each one clashes with the other. 
Avram is only kindness. Isaac is only dread. Yaakov, he's the good balance. And yet in the discussion itself, he just, he, he's talking about the integration of Yitzchak and Avram and the integration of Avram and Yitzchak. The Gevura in the Chesed and the Chesed and the Gevura. But yet, it's still Chesed and it's, this is Gevura. It just, because of the perfection of the sphere and because it's holiness, everything is has to have, be completed and it has to have opposite elements as well, integrated. But yet, the main thrust of it is what, what it represents. Chesed, Chesed, and Gevura, Gevura. Yaakov is the, is, is even the thrust, even the expression, even the, 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 his entire identity is one of harmony, okay? So first he's explaining the individuals, why Avram is, 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 is water, Pachat Yitzchak, the dread of Yitzchak, Ubchenes Hallah, is an energy not flowing downward, but a ascending energy. Lamaila going upward. And the klipa that comes from him is someone who does harsh judgment, Esav, in an inappropriate way. That's why he's a murderer, he's a killer. And, and instead of giving to someone, which is kindness, he, he takes life and takes everything away from everybody and takes it for himself. So that's that's a that's a corrupt halal. He's he, he's taking advantage of the low people instead of giving them. His interaction with them is not to give them, but to take from them, to take advantage, to plunder, to take. That's all a ace of klipa. Okay, yirara. Uh, he best, it says it's a negative fear, but we would more associate it that he casts a negative fear on makes people fear him, right? And therefore, the children of Yitzchak, as we said before, which seems to be the Sephardic community, they cross over into the exile of Yishmael, which is on the right side. In the place of dread and tremble, but inward is laden with love, the chedva and joy, the crossover that we spoke about before. We're not going to get it. Oh, he brings what we said earlier. And the binding of Yitzchak. When Avram takes Yitzchak and binds, and binds Yitzchak, so now there's an integration of Avram and Yitzchak together. Now I understand on how it's an integration on Avram's end. Because Avram is doing an act the opposite of him. How is Yitzchak being blended to Avram. It seems like when Avram is ba- tying him up, Avram is kind of limiting or, 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 or reining in the intensity of Yitzchak's Gevura. I just saw this today, maybe in this discourse. I, I don't remember because I didn't prepare. I want to tell you the truth. I didn't prepare this today. I, I prepared this last week when I was preparing for last week's class. So I hope we're going to do pretty well based on memory. But it could be it's in here. But, or else I saw it somewhere else, that Yitzchak before the Akedah was so Gevura, was such Gevura, such intense power of Gevura, there was no way he can get married. He would burn anybody. He just was not Shaykh to any kind of hashpa. Marriage is a husband, is a, is a mashpia, is a flow. He couldn't do that. He was just a blazing inferno. Only after Avram takes him up and binds him and kind of... Like restrains that power by infusing kindness into him, kind of created the blend necessary for Yitzchak to be able to get married. So it's this integration of chesed and gavura and gavura and chesed. 
And, and, get, and what do they produce? After Avram and Yitzchak, obviously they're there first, they produce the perfect blend, which is Yaakov. Avram and Yitzchak. Yaakov, and the third generation, who is Yaakov. It's interesting. Even though we're not learning Parsha now, this week's Parsha, we're learning a discourse on two weeks ago, Parsha's Vayechi, yet it's related. Because till now we were learning about the tribes. Now we're learning the dynamics of the forefathers, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And that's the theme of this week's parsha. I have revealed myself to the forefathers. The Pasuk says, to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Rashi says to the forefathers. But it means that we, we, so we're analyzing their nature of who they are. Now Yaakov is the perfect blend, Chesed and Gevura, of Avram and Yitzhak. He includes them, and that means that he has this perfect blend of excitement, upward excitement, and flow. It's called, um, it's called um, the ebb, what is it? The ebb and the flow, the um, racing upwards and retracting. The fire causes the, the upward trend, and the water causes the the, the calmness. And since he has fire and water blended together, he has the two elements. He knows, he knows when it's time for ascendance, inwardness, and when it's time for outwardness. And both of them need to be. You know, you have to be able to withdraw from the world and go to a very deep, high, higher consciousness and meditation and so on and so forth. If you get stuck in that inwardness and you get so frustrated with society and with the world, then you don't have any impact on the world, and it's totally opposite of what God wants. So then it's important to you know, tear yourself away from that beautiful space that you're in and go bring light and enlightenment and goodness to the people around you. And when you and, but then you have to know when it's time for inwardness again. That's the way Jewish life, Torah and mitzvahs, is a perfect blend of this inwardness and, and, and outwardness. This, this a prayer and mitzvah, right? But it all comes together in Torah, which is the perfect blend. And this is the integration of of racing and returning. In an up and going up, and flowing down. And that's why, where do we see? And he wants to show it how you see it in Yaakov's life. And that's why he saw the angels of God when Yaakov, the first story we have with Yaakov, kind of like an independent story of him, after he's, you know, in his mother's and father's house, but now he's on his own. He goes to sleep on the top of the mountain. He has a dream and the ladder, and on the ladder, angels are going up and down. The two motions of up and down is the blend of what Yaakov is all about. It's this perfect integration, the Ratzoy of racing upward, Veshuv, and returning, Kidu, as it is known. And this was the entire primary service of Yaakov, of all of his days. In order to, was only to draw down the infinite light into this integration of kindness and severity. Now here's a very important idea. What is he talking about suddenly, the drawing of the infinite? You see, for, for integration, in order to to, what does integration mean? That you don't get stuck in, in a certain particular mode. You're able to like, you're able to fluctuate. 
from mode to mode, back and forth. That kind of fluctuation and not getting rigid and stuck and extreme, only in one extreme, has to do with the humility. Without the humility, people get hardened in whatever is more kind of you know, suiting <laughs> either their core essential nature or what they've, they've, they're, they're into at that particular moment. So then it gets very, 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 you know, it solidifies and it becomes very rigid. And you don't want to hear of anything else. This is the way. And people get into something and then there's nothing to talk about. That They're just totally... I find that now in, 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 uh, in, you know, in America, and not in America, in the whole world. It's like people get, people are, everybody's listening only to their channels. Everybody only wants to hear what they want to hear. Very few people are actually listening and hearing and going all over the place to try to get a sense of why, what's really going on. People are just, you know, leave me alone. I'm listening to this. This is where I get my information. So they keep on pumping me just one, one idea. The other people just pump this. And then people don't look eye to eye. So, and, and the problem with that is it's lacking humility. It's, it's I know it all, I, I'm, I'm good, this is, I'm certain. And, and that's the difference. Even in, even in holiness, Avram has his way, Yitzchak has his way. And, and, and they were meant, see, they, they were meant to open up these channels, so therefore they had to work and develop that mode. So that's why they were completely, you know, God gave the approval that Avram should serve him with kindness and Isaac should serve him with, with, not only did he give the approval, but they're the embodiment of God's kindness and God's gevura and Hashem's judgment, discipline. So, of course, it's, it's legitimate. And whenever God wanted them to kick out of it, they did it. Like you see, Abraham was able to shed the kindness and put on a garment of, 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 of you know, gevura, severity, and act in the most severe way. And Isaac was able to do the opposite as well. So they, um, we see that, but since their main service was not that, so each one was serving in their mode. Yaakov, his main identity is the blend. And in order to be a, a person who's blended, you have to be objective. It can't be about what your emotions are inclined to this and to that. You have to surrender yourself to want truth. That's again, truth, the center is truth. And truth is the middle. And that's why, um, and that's why you get into one thing, that's what we said before, you're racing upward, but then you sense that it feels good, but that's not the purpose. But why do you sense that? Because you really want to do what's right, because you don't want to do what feels good, you want to do what's right. So it's the higher divine purpose and mission that breaks that, that stubbornness of self, of ego, and you hear what Hashem, Hashem says, I want you to go down. And then when you get comfortable being down and influences and you have a big following and everybody's applauding and so on and so forth, and it's time to, it's time to, to reinvent, to go to a deeper place and a higher place, which you're never going to do if you're just stuck in that. So then you got to swing into the other mode because God wants you to do that. Back and forth, back and forth. So the, the key in the center is Bittal. Now we're, and bittle to who? Bittle to the one that transcends all definitions and all modes and all the singular being. So Teferis, it says, which is a blend, in order to keep that unique um, opposing forces and harmony together, there has to be a special dwelling, a sense of the transcendence of God that transcends all colors and all definitions. Love, kindness, 
severity, everything. And only in that way can there be teferis. So that was Yaakov Zavoda. Yaakov Zavoda was constantly keeping this, this, this dual notion. And as a result of that, his main, through doing that kind of blended service, he continuously was drawing down the infinite to be present. And his intentions were to create the vessels for the infinite to flow by creating every vessel in a perfect harmony. That's what Torah is. Torah harmonizes every aspect of life to be balanced. And that's a vessel for the infinite to dwell. So this was his service. To draw down the infinite. In this integration of chesed, of kindness and severity. In many different ways. And this is the real yofi, this is the real niceness and splendor. And that's called the splendor of the king. And that, that God's splendor comes out in this harmony. And this was all of his striving. And all of his service that he was serving God all of his life. And like... in the service of the, the maklos, in the service of the, what, what, what do we find, one of the things Yaakov was doing, well you see like he's busy, he's, like, he's occupied. He was, he was making, he was a, a, a shepherd. The one story in the method and how he was shepherding is when he, when, you know, when he had, when, Lo, when Lovin said, okay, what are you gonna, what do you charge? You know, Lovin wanted to keep him there longer, wanted to deceive him. So he says, what do you charge? And I'm gonna pay you. So Yaakov said, okay, you can pay me. And we made an arrangement of which sheep will go to Yaakov. So there's a whole situation over there where he's taking sticks. He wants, and he makes a deal that only the spotted and the speckled and the stripes, as you know, we know that it, it, it kept on changing. The Lovon, his father-in-law, who was a carn artist, kept on changing on him. And yet miracles were happening. But in order to, for Yaakov to affect that the animals should give birth to these different shapes and forms, Yaakov outsmarted Lovan. What did he do? He took sticks, and they were hazelnut sticks, and he peeled, which are red on the outside, you know, branches from hazelnut trees, they have a redness on the outside, and he peeled off certain parts, stripes. So on the outside, where there was not peeled was red, but beneath it was like a white bark. And that's how he created you know, these brownish, reddish uh, um, stripes on a white, and he put them down. Now, the idea that it's white and red and stripes, and the, again, and when the sheep came and they made it with the, uh, and it was mating season, and they were looking at these, at these, at these sticks, obviously it's all a miracle, but somehow it, 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 it reflected in their offspring, that the animals were, were giving birth to this, to this blend. So obviously Yaakov is not a shepherd of sheep and is not here just making money. He's a divine being. He's a manifestation of, the, of godliness in this world, a personification of something of the divine. And what he is doing is he is actually doing that which we spoke about earlier, creating the containers and the vessels in a blended form. Red represents the severity. The whiteness represents the, the, um, the kindness creating this blend and then the birthing that's taking place or the flow that's taking place is flowing into these into these containers because it says over there that sheep 
the idea of the word sheep in Hebrew is tzon. And tzon is the, is, is the root of the word tzon is the word tse'e. Tse'e means to go out. So it's referring to the divine energy going out to be downloaded. So Yaakov is actually downloading Yetziah, all this godly light from a very private, unexpressed way. Yaakov is getting God to express himself. He's actually creating the, 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 the underlying infrastructure for Torah. Because in Torah, it's a way where God com comes out of his private, unknown self and expresses himself. So Yaakov was doing the spiritual work through these sheep, which sheep represent this Yetziah, but creating them to be speckled and is in the right format for it, the flow of godliness to come in the millions of different variations of different blends, which is what the world of Tikkun is all about, the rectified world. That Yaakov Avinu, Pitzel Berahotim, exactly what the word Pitzel means. Rahotim means the troughs of water, where the water was flowing. Pitzel, I think, means peeled. In which he exposed the white. Which this is the idea of integration. Of the staffs. From kindness and gavura. Again, when he went to sleep at night, he saw a ladder up and down. So he got an idea of what his mission is all about. And then he actually did this. When he was working, he actually was doing this. Mixing the white and the red. In order that there should be the birth of the sheep. They should get heated. When they were looking at the sticks. So the, the birth that should come out should also be, which, as we said earlier, the birthing means the downloading of the divine energies should take a form of balance. Kindness mixed with gavura. This is the concept of brudim, the world of brudim, which is the world of tikkun. As opposed to tohu, where there was... The, the various different attributes of God were at, at war with each other. There was no integration. Ulamayla, who tikkun. So he's the primary concept of the world of tikkun. The world of tikkun is the world of harmony, which is what we create now in this world through Torah and mitzvahs. It's associated with Yaakov because he's the third. Number three is also that idea. It integrates one and two and makes peace between them. And that's why I spoke so much uh, all along this year that this year is such a special year because it's 3,333 years since we received the Torah. And because of that, it's the perfection of Tikkun. It has reached the peak of Tikkun. This is the whole idea of Torah. The whole Torah is to cause an, a, a blend and an integration, smala biyamina, that the left is integrated in the right. Biyamina bismala, and the right is integrated in the left. The two are so hard, even you <laughs> shows you what kind of, how we're standing seconds before Mashiach, because in the, in the world that we're looking at right now, it's so polarized. There's no right in the left, there's no left in the right, no left in the right, just total split. But the interesting thing is when Mashiach will come, People that are on the right are going to feel so comfortable with him because they're going to see in him what they stand for. And the people on the left, I'm, I'm talking about good people on both sides. There is bad people on both sides, but, 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 but good people, which is, I think is the majority of people that want, they want good. 
people have good, in, not always is everything that each, everything is being represented as good. The people that want good are going to so identify with Mashiach that he's caring about what they care about. And they're going to see him in the leader. And, 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 and when both will see in the same leader the qualities that they, then they'll start dialogue with each other and they'll find so much common ground within, within each other and then there will be peace and harmony amongst all of mankind. It's about to happen. It's about, it's about to happen. Because everything else collapsed already. And Moshiach is going to rise and he's going to be this leader of leaders. He's going to be the outcome of Torah. Like it says, from his right hand will come fire. So it says regarding Torah, think of this, from his right hand, which the right side is water, instead, H comes fire. That's the integration. Torah is the integration of right and left. And that's why we say, regarding Jacob, the main thing about Jacob is his voice. As we know that his father, his father already announced when he, he said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of, a- of Esau. Yaakov's voice. Sound, yeah, yeah. So what's voice? Voice is a mixture of water and fire. Sometimes you have people when they talk, they have too much water in there, moisture in their words, in their words. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's no power to, to split the letters in a very clear way. There's not enough fire in there. Fire causes a dryness, sucks out some of that um, saliva, and enables the words to come out clear. On the other hand, if you're too dry, then you're hoarse, and there's no sound. So the sound requires a mixture of water and, and fire, just in the, the physical element of it. To come out as, as uh, so yeah, and since Torah, and what's called Yaakov, it's the voice of, of the Jews studying Torah. The power of the Jew in the world to wage the battle of God throughout all of history was not through his hands and his might. Power was through the book, through the study of Torah. It's the power of Yaakov. And that's how Yaakov will beat Esau, with the voice of Yaakov. And the voice of Yaakov, in voice itself, it's, it, it represents the power of Yaakov, which is the blend of water and fire. Ah, however, in a kolb However, all these, this whole draw, where Yaakov is drawing down the flow of divinity into these perfect harmonized vessels. Leo is pchenesescalalust in order to be, things to be integrated. The chesed, the gevura of kindness and severity, of racing upward and returning downward. It's in order to draw forth, like we said before, in sheep, from God's unknown non-expressed state, that's called the essence of the emanator, into emanation, that Hashem should emanate. And how does he emanate? Where does he emanate to? Into the world of emanation. That's the range of emanation. That's the, that's, so that's called ba'atzilus in the world of emanation. And that's way above our existence. That's kind of the, the, the divine sketch of all of existence. 
on a level that is still divine. There's nothing in existence there. So Yaakov was able to draw forth from not having a sketch, only having the infinite, to sketching out an existence, to sketching out a divine um, plan for creation. But that's, that's one thing. But how about once the, in the, in, on a more external level where the creations were actually created already and exist, the, 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 the presence of the, of, of the infinite was not, has not been accomplished at least yet at this point by Yaakov Avinu for it to descend further down and to come into the lower levels of existence into the realms of actual creation. And it should manifest the inf- that godliness should be felt within the creations and to create this harmony, as we spoke earlier, in the world where creation actually happens, where things already become so much more things, and once they become things, they're more prone to what? To stay in their thinginess and selfhood and personality traits like we see the angels. These are, if, if, it depends which club you're in. If you're a club of, of, of Michael, of Michael, then you're, you're, you're in the kind club. You're full of love. And, and, and if you're on the other side, you're full of right, judgment and, 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 and yeah. So that's if you're in the Gevura, the Gevura department. So see, obviously, you see, the more we go into creation, and as we move outward into creation, things become more fixed, limited, defined, and specified. So the rigidity becomes stronger. Yaakov is not reaching with his light all the way down into creation. He doesn't have the power on his own. He doesn't have the power in his soul to be able to take it down so far. He needs assistance. Who is his assistance? That's going to be his wife. Um, so first he says what it means that he, draw, that he draws it into the higher realm, into the godly map of existence. There he can draw it in. In other words, in theory, there is, in, in, in concept, an idea, there is perfect harmony and so on and so forth. It's like people that are, 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 are trying to fix the world's problems now. They can create theories of how to bring everybody together. But it's all theoretical. Now it has to, it's to actually be taken to the people. The people have to accept that it. it has to be implemented. That's a different story. So in the same, on a much higher level, we can understand there's the theory world where things are in that divine sphere. And then there is in the... Again, we're not talking about creation over here. Creation happened already. And things came into existence. We're talking about bringing in this higher godliness that will bring perfect harmony and, and, and synchronization and divine presence into the creation. That comes in stages. Yaakov was able to accomplish to bring that, that harmony into the source. But now to download it from the source into the actual product, that's a whole, it's a whole different story. That the, uh, the radiance of the light of the emanator should be drawn forth. In the various different ways, integrated, each one integrated with the other. And it shouldn't be that things should become extreme, that things should flow only in one, in one channel. There will be only be the right. There will only be the left. But rather, every flow. Tia Kalula should be integrated, mi beza from both sides. 
So that's the center channel. That's called the center, the center bar canal. And therefore, his entire avoida was in order to keep that flow integrated, flowing. His entire avoida from below was in a level of knows In order for um, so, the, so this was Yaakov's service in order to keep that flow into it should, shouldn't be in one extreme or the other, but in a perfect integration. So therefore, his service was to stimulate that was also t- stimulating both right and left, left through his inwardness, through his racing upward, and right through his flow down. Through his integration of kind, kindness and love and fear. The Avram the love of Avram, which is the flow downward, and the fear of Yitzchak, which is the or the yeah, which is the uh, the power of uh, the left canal. In order to stimulate, Hashem gave man the Hashem made himself vulnerable to us. We dictate how he will create and how he will emerge. Even his personality, we we dictate. He's got infinite, he can be anything, anyway. So when comes the tzaddik, the righteous person, who's devoted to God, and serves God with a certain emphasis, that kind of channels Hashem also to, on a, like, the little man below develops the superman above, the cosmic man above. And in a sense, humanity as a whole, and the Jewish people especially, through our mode of service, and that's an interesting idea, why, you know, Jews, a lot of times, you know, people feel, you know, if you're not serving God like I do, then we, we get so upset. We feel like you're not doing well. Like, everybody should be doing this. People who study Torah feel that everybody should be studying Torah. Torah is everything. People who do kindness feel that, what are you, sitting in kolel all day learning Torah? Everybody should be doing kindness. Sometimes you feel that. People who into prayer, they, they want everybody just to pray. But, you know, you belong to a certain Hasidic sect. You belong to a certain mode of service. You know, and, and, and obviously you're supposed to cherish what, what, you, what you're about. But there has to be a very deep respect and understanding that we need every why. Because we don't want God to just become one thing. You want God to be. And, and the way we all are, in the, we create the flow from above. So when we're, when we're into all, into everything good, into whole different types, so we draw down a full spectrum, which everything is covered. Or else, something can be very strong in the world at a certain time, but a lot of other very important elements in existence and in creation can be totally neglected. That's no good. So Yaakov Avinu, who at that time was the entire Jewish people, he was Israel. right? So he had to do the whole service. So he had to have the integration in him. In order to evoke from above, from the essence of the emanator, Gamkein, an integration of kindness and gavura. However, he's differentiating that there's a different term used, this integration, how it applies to Hashem, is different than this integration, how it applies to us. To us, the integration is seen, is called ratzai v'shuv, racing upward, that's the yearning of the soul, in an upwardness to include itself in God. And the return is the returning back into the world, 
returning back into your body, returning back into your community, returning back into vessels, into containers, into being, in other words, grounding yourself. These are the two, the two things called racing and retracting. That causes by God also these two <coughs> elements, but by Hashem it's not called racing and retracting, rather it's called arriving and not arriving. Arriving means that he lowers himself down into the containers, a flow, and, and, um, and not arriving is that he pulls back, he withdraws back into himself. And that's very important because if Hashem's flow is only one directional, if he's only f- arriving and not pulling back, then we would just melt completely into him. So he can only touch us for like a, for, 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 so to speak, for a, for, for a millisecond. Pull back, out, in, out, in, out. It's the heart. It has to be. Because a longer duration of his infusion, in a way like this, we, we would lose our identity. For us to be and yet be in touch with him, infused with him, there has to be that, that yes and that no. Um, it's called arriving. Mati is an Aramaic word for arriving. V'loi mati and not arriving. Pchines hispashtus. It's the hispashtus. It's the expansion. The histalkus. And the, and the, and the, it's the, yeah, it's the expression and retraction. And from above below, that means that's from up, from Hashem downward, it's called arriving and not arriving. And in the service of Yaakov, in our service, it's called Nikra Ratzei Veshuv, racing and retracting, Kiyidu as it is known. And therefore, all, the, all that Yaakov was accomplishing was to just to bring forth a beautiful personality in God himself. He was causing, he, by him being a blended human being and a balanced human, he was causing Hashem too to express himself in a balanced, blended, harmonized way. Perfect mixture of kindness and severity. Fine. But that's about it. That's Hashem showing himself to the creation. But that's not yet connecting it to the actual creations, that we should take that harmony into ourselves as well and harmonize and become containers and expressors and channels for that harmony in creation. So therefore, the destination of all the, all the, all the effect of all the downloading was only in Tatsilus. And therefore it says, Shufre de Yaakov, the sages say an interesting thing, that the appearance of Yaakov, his, his splendor, his, his, uh, his, his continence, me'en shufra da'adam was similar to the continence and the splendor or the beauty of the first human being, of Adam Arishan. Da'ayinu. Pechinas teferes Yaakov's level is the level, as we spoke earlier, of teferes. In, in, his soul root is the, is the third attribute of the emotional attributes, which is called teferis, which is harmony. And that's called the, 
That's called Yaakov, because that's the spiritual source of Yaakov. But now we're saying that the, the level of Yaakov and his splendor is somewhat a reflection of similar to Adam. Adam and Eve, Adam. Shanema boy, so what does that mean? So he's explaining now. Shanema boy, it says, Yisrael Boyer, it says about Yaakov Avinu, Israel, that in you I beautify myself. So Hashem is beautiful in terms of the same beauty of Yaakov, but that's again the level of God of, of the spiritual level called Teferes. Sharsho, but its root is Bibchenas Teferes the Adam Kadmo is in the level of Teferes, much higher than Atzilut, than the worlds of emanation, but in a level called primordial man, which is who, 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 who the first human being down here physically in this world, he was a symbol, he was a, his soul was connected to a much higher level of the forefathers. His soul was the first level of, 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 of uh, called primordial man, which is much higher than the world of Atzilut. It's the first stage of divine descent towards creation. Of course, there's a few, if you get detailed, there's many levels even before, but in general, after, the, after Hashem removes the infinite light through the powerful idea of tzimtzum, of contraction, his first emanation is this level called Adam Kadmon, his primordial man. And that's where Adam's neshama, Adam Arishon, is taken from that from that lofty state. After this, there's many descents and many contractions until you come to the actual first world called the world of Atsilus. So in the world of Atsilus, Yaakov appears and he's Teferis, but he's like a grandchild of Adam. And that's why he looks like him. That means that um, Yaakov is a much lower manifestation of a much higher level of synchronization on a much deeper place. The potential for Teferis, and that's in Adam Kadam. But now we'll understand why he's saying that. He says that the whole business of Yaakov was to descend from Adam, which is a very, 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 very abstract level, and to create the level of Teferis of Atzilus. So therefore, when we say that Yaakov's destiny in all of his downloading was Atzilus and Teferis Atzilus, we see, because that's what it says about Yaakov, that he is, no, because you might say, you know, bringing into Atzilus, that's who he is. That doesn't need Yaakov. It does. Because without Yaakov, the Teferis exists, but it exists in a very, very potential state, only as, as Adam, as Adam Arishon, as, in the level of Adam Kadmon, in the level of primordial man. But it's not expressed as an attribute. And that's the light years and light years away of affecting the creation. It's too deep, too sublime, too high. So it needed to come down into a far more expressed love state. And Yaakov did that. And he brought it into, he kind of brought it into the divine operating room, as we say, in the, in the controls room, where, the, where Hashem is sitting and controlling the world, not where Hashem is withdrawn on a much, much higher pre-potential, potential, potential state. So that's, Yaakov had huge effect. And obviously from Atzilus, the, way, the, the mood that's in Atzilus will affect the three lower worlds. But it's still not actually taking this harmony into the creation. To do that is where we're going to see Rachel is the one that plays, is that, is that is the connector. And when Rachel was missing, or she wasn't here, Yosef can fill that space. 
That's the idea where he's going with this. So now you get where he's going. His root is in Teferis of Adam Kadman. That's from there is drawn the Makoyer, the source of the Hamshacha Linet Salem to the emanations. In order that the light of the flow of this integration, this integration of Chesed, the Gevura of Atzilus, in order for it to come down into the actual world of creation, that is Yosef. Yosef, is, that's interesting, he mentions first Yosef, and before he mentions Rachel, Rachel, he first talks about Yosef. Yosef serves, why? Because let's find what's Yosef's source. So we spoke about last week. There's ten Sefirot, and there's seven emotional attributes. Avram is Chesed, the first of the emotions. Yitzhak is Gevura. Yaakov is Teferes. And then we have Moshe and Aaron, even though they come later in history, they represent the next two levels, Netzach and Hod. And then the sixth attribute, which is Yesod, that's, that's the energy of Yosef. But Yosef has a certain quality over Moshe and Aaron, is that he's in the middle. So he's right beneath Yesod, is right beneath Teferis. And therefore, he's most connected to Yaakov, because the, the, the sages say, that, and we know that Yesod is associated with the, with the reproductive element of the human being. But the sages say that gufa um, ubris is chad. That the guf, which is the ferris, which is the, the, the torso, and the brit milah, which is the, the Yesod, are one. It, it's just, the, so what does Yesod do? Yesod takes the goof, the body, and reproduces it, which means takes the, the element of who you are and what you are to the next level, to the next generation, to create children, to create. So it's, it's, it's that, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the ability to take yourself and extend yourself beyond yourself. So it's in, 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 spiritual, in, in the divine, it's the ability to take the harmony that exists in the, in the divine and transmit it into creation, channel it into creation. So Yosef has got that, that quality. And that's why we see one of the things about Yosef is that when Yaakov lived in the land of Israel, Yosef was the one who went down to Egypt. Not only did he go down to Egypt, but he, bring, he brought Yaakov down to Egypt. Now if we can see this as metaphoric, the land of Israel represents that supernal world of Atzilus. It's all godly. It's a holy land. At least, in this, even though it was full of pagan and full of all that junk, but at, the time, but at least in the world where their forefathers were, they were living in the land of Israel, in the higher land of Israel, which is purely a godly place. And of course, the physical land of Israel facilitates that, even if other people over there are not recognizing it and tapping into it. But they did. Now, but they can't go, they can't, they can't project that in Egypt, because Egypt, Egypt represents constriction, the actual stages of creation already. Yosef is the one who rod, he descends, but who is he descending? He's bringing Yaakov with him to Egypt. That's why when Yosef was actually faced with his biggest test, when the wife of Potiphar wanted to seduce him, so at that moment, it says that Yosef was going was gonna, to was gonna succumb to the temptation. But at that moment, he saw the image of his father. 
That means he was able to bring his father with him into that dark space where he was and illuminate it. And that's how he was able to refrain. So his illumination came from Yaakov, which means that Yosef wasn't in Mitzrayim. Yosef, when, Yosef wasn't in Mitzrayim alone. His father was with him in Egypt. He, and he channeled his father down. The, as he explains, in order to take this, this down to a lower place, Yosef, which is the Yosod element of the Zeranpin, that's the power that can bring the, 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 the theoretical concept into practice. That's what we spoke earlier. You can have a theory of, of harmony and peace, now it has to be implemented. Yosef is able to implement it. Mehelim from the concealed theoretical state, legiloi to revelation, lemekablim to the recipients, venikra, and therefore he's called the, the this level of yisod, the spiritual level of yisod, is called kol all, because all means the Zohar says the achid bishmaya va'ara. There's a pasuk that says kol bashamaya muba'aretz. We say it every day in in uh, David. Everything that's in heaven and in earth. So the Zohar says that this everything is what channels and connects and attaches heaven and earth. Heaven is the realms of the divine. Earth is creation. And the coal is the transmitter from heaven to earth. Canal, okay, you do it as it is now. And this is the meaning of Yosef. This is the offspring of Yaakov Yosef. Even though Yaakov has a bunch of other children. Yet, Yosef is his prime child. Why? Because the other tribes, they didn't have this quality of soul of being the link between him and the next world. They were born into creation. They were created souls, so to speak, not in the realms of the divine. They had no way of reaching Yaakov's... Yaakov couldn't teach. He taught them, of course, and he educated them and gave them, but he, they couldn't take the spiritual dynamic of Yaakov and implement it in the world. They didn't have because they were part of creation. You needed a divine being who could communicate and interpret. Yosef is an interpreter who can interpret divinity into the language of creation to bring it down, to attach heaven and earth. Without Yosef, Yaakov has no communication with creation and with existence, and therefore he doesn't serve his purpose because his ultimate purpose is to be the channel. The word Yaakov comes from the word, you put the word, you rearrange the letters, you get the word Yibaka. Yibaka means to blast through. He's supposed to be the trailblazer that blasts through and brings Hashem down into the world. He's the harmony, much more than Avram and Yitzchak. They open up divine channels, opportunity to connect to God. But Yaakov, he's the one who will lead God down. Yaakov is the Torah. Torah brings God down into the world. And really, Yaakov and Moshe, in this sense, are the same level. It says that Yaakov is the more external, and Moshe is the pinimius of this in this, in this idea, so Moshe brings the Torah down. It's all related to the center, to the Ferris. Fine. Yosef is the link. And so he needs Yosef. told us Yaakov Yosef, told us the Yaakov, and told us means all the offspring of Yaakov, meaning all that Yaakov will achieve, will create, will be born from him, is Yosef. Nimshach is, is drawn al yaday Yosef through Yosef. And therefore, Yosef ultimately, if Yosef plays the role, his role, he will, in, 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 in details, once Yosef channels this harmonized energy down into the world of Bria, it will be diffused and, and um, 
branch off into the 12 tribes. That's why he has to be the king over them. He will deliver this, this each one with their particular qualities in which to serve God, all under the influence of harmony, but each one still will stand out with a certain quality. The Alkane, but they need Yosef. Alkane of Yaakov Le Yosef That's why Yaakov loved Yosef from all the sons. Who not as B'nai Bila? That's why. What does it say about Yosef? He's seventeen. By the way, seventeen is. It says Vuhu Yosef. The first description about Yosef. He is after he's born, but the next he is the 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 um, that Yosef is Shvar He's seventeen years old because we know that seventeen is Gematria Tov, which Tov is the attribute of Yesod because it's the whole idea. Is it, Tov means good. It's goodness being transmitted. It's the goodness of the divine transmitted to the world. Bonding, the connection, which is all tov. So Yosef is 17 years old, Gamatriya tov. That's his essential quality. And it says, Vuhunar, he would be youthful, youthful. He would play and be, be, act like in a youthful manner and play around with, ben, with B'nai Bila, Zilpa, the children, the tribes, the, the sons of Bila and Zilpa, which are the the Nishay of him, the wives of his father. So Yosef is like hanging out with the sons, not with all his brothers, the other ones didn't like him. The sons of the, of the, uh, of the main primary wives of Leah and, and uh, mainly Leah didn't, didn't like him because uh, they, they didn't realize who he was and his superiority to them. And they just, they saw that Yaakov was treating him on a whole different level, they were really envious of him. So who did he hang out? And more than that, the, and they used to, uh, you know, bully a little bit their other brothers, because they looked at them not as equal level. Kind of, there was some kind of a hierarchy over here. Okay, there was some racial tension over here. <laughs> they were the they were the children of the maids, and the Yosef befriended them. There's a much deeper meaning over here. You see, um, and let's see how he says it. Neshei Aviv, the wives of his fathers, Shemekabel HaShefa Mikob Chines Hamshacha De Yaakov. Now, he's receiving the flow, Yosef, from all the, from all those who receive the energy from Yaakov, Bin Neshei Aviv and the wives of his fathers. Umevi Oisam Lidei Giloi, and he brings them to revelation to the recipients in So let's stop for, for, for a moment. Um, before Yosef even it comes into the picture, Yaakov gets married, obviously. If Yaakov is a divine being, then his marriage is symbolizing a divine marriage, a cosmic force. What's the idea of marriage? The idea of marriage is the man is the influencer, the woman is the vessel. The man is the energy, the woman is the container. In order for any life force, for any energy to have any impact, it has to go into a container, it has to go into a vessel. For example, an idea is really meaningless if you don't have words to express it. You can't have any impact in the world and you put it into words. 
So the female, the feminine element, is, is the idea of vessels, containers, words. That's the idea. That's why the sages see women as people who speak more than men. It's their quality. They are words. They're, 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 they're the realm of, of words. And they're able to help the energy of their husband, of their man, to be grounded, to come into some productive form, or else he's all over the place. There's nothing, you can't do anything. A man without a woman can't do anything, can't accomplish anything. She's able to capture it, take it, absorb it, fix it, develop it. That's the idea. Now, Yaakov is so powerful, and he's got so many features to him, so you know his energy's got to flow into many levels. So he has more than one wife. He has Leah, Rachel, and really it's, Leah is considered um, 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 the letters of thought. She's, she's a more sublime level. So she represents, she's a physical human being down here, but her, her nature, the spiritual dynamics of her soul in the sublime realms is that she represents the letters of thought. Because when a human being has an energy, let's say you have your, we spoke earlier of compassion. And Yaakov is this energy of compassion. So there could be an energy of compassion, but you have to first, then you have compassionate thoughts, thoughts of compassion. So Leah provides the, the thought. But then if it's just thought, it's not yet really getting out there because if you're just thinking compassion, compassionately, then you have to speak compassionately so that it, it will have an impact on the outside. So that's why Yaakov can't just marry Leah. But this he's going to discuss later at greater length. He also has to ma marry Rachel. So Leah and Rachel are two levels of anchoring or bringing Yaakov down into containers. Well, then it's not enough because the thought and the speech of Leah and Rachel are still on a more sublime level in the, in the world of Atzilut. It's thought and speech like a person speaking to himself or thinking to himself. Now it needs to be translated into the language of creation. For that, Yaakov marries the other, the maids. The reason why they were maids, representing a downgrade, a powerful downgrade in the recipient. The recipient is not a divine being, feminine divine element of Shekhinah receiving, but a much lower level. Already, it's still Shekhinah, it's still divinity, but divinity already camouflaged as a, in creation. In Kabbalah it says, it's the level of Malchut that has descended already into the, to become a life force to the creation. Because Malchus exists on two primary levels. One is in the, in the, as a recipient, as a wife to the supernal man in Atzilut, and then a whopping drop into a much land. That's why, and these are personified, not even by the same person. The maid of Leah and the maid of Rachel, two, two recipients who kind of take the thoughts and speech and turn it into the language of creation. It's like a, it's like a uh, uh, you know, I don't know how, how computers work, but there must be something like that where there is a switch from one form of, of words or, or of, to a different, and I imagine it exists, to a different format or a different uh, whatever. So that should be able to be readable by this, by this, uh, by a less sophisticated or whatever form of. So um, that's, that's the wives of his fathers. What is Yosef doing? He is befriending the children 
of the wives of his fathers, particularly Bilah and Zilpah. So what does it mean? That, what does it mean befriending? And he doesn't say all this explicitly, but I'm putting the pieces together from different things that I learned recently. The children of the wives of his fathers are who? They're the actual already, uh, they're the shvatim, they're creations. They're, they're inspired souls, but they're already within the realm of creation. And especially now, because they're born after Yaakov, from Yaakov's union with his wives. Now, his union with his Rachel and Leah give birth to what we might call higher children. And the birth to the, 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 the other tribes might be considered lower children in the sense that since they're coming from Bila and Zilpa, which is already a much a downgrading of godliness into a lower realm, so the children that are born are more, more, more creation-like. Let's not change the idea. Every soul, in essence, is divine. But certain souls retain that divine consciousness and certain souls become lofty, holy creations, and that's, that's who they are. And in that, there's levels as well. The tribes rejected the, the, their, their fellow brothers. They were, the tribes were not over here, God forbid, you know, just family politics and, and, and bullies to their brother. They, ha, they, saw the inferior, they saw the inferior quality of their soul. They didn't appreciate that, quite in the country, the inferior souls, they're the ones who are going to bring godliness down low, 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 and that's the whole purpose of creation. So you need to have souls that are more... Um, more uh, adaptable because they're lower, so they're able to, you know, they 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 will they 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 will stand they will be stationed at a at a lower place in existence to carry godliness down to a lower place. But in any case, the children of the of the of the wives of his fathers they're the creations. And what is Yosef doing? He's befriending them. What does that mean? He's connecting them to Yaakov. They're feeling a little bit like outsiders. And he is, he is, he is like Yaakov's extension to them. What does that mean? He's infusing the divine energy of Yaakov into the next world. Okay, Yaakov, again, as we said before, is drawing godly light down into Atsilus. Into, the, into Bria, he, Yaakov doesn't have the power to go there. Yosef is going to act as that channel. To take it down to who? To the create to the children of the wives of his fathers, which means entities of the world of Bria, to bring them the connection. So, so what does that mean? If their children are already of Rachel, so Rachel and Leah received already Yaakov's energy. And their children, so they have it already. So what does it mean that they will that Yosef is the one that brings it to them? Which means he carries the so I thought when I was learning this, it occurred to me, now we're, we're coming to the yard site of the previous Rebbe. Now it's already Rosh Chodesh Shvat today. The great day of Shvat is Yud Shvat, is the yard site of the previous Rebbe, and his name is Yosef. So we will understand this from understanding the concept of a Rebbe. Torah is a divine communication. 
And we spoke earlier, Yaakov is Torah, right? Good. Yaakov is Torah, the energy of Torah. In order for Yaakov's energy of Torah, the, 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 the truth of Torah, to come into this world, for that we have to have words. So the Torah encloses itself in words. That means that Yaakov's energy is flowing. We're basically going to understand this is going to be amazing. Yaakov's energy of Teferis, of Torah, of harmony, is flowing into words. Torah Shabal Peh, the, the, the oral law, because Torah Shabal the written law, even though there's words over there, it's not really words. It's mainly spiritual energies. But in Torah Shabal Peh, the oral law, you have actually words. Words, letters, Mishnah, Talmud, Midrash, Halacha, all those words. These are the words of who? Of... Of, of the wives of Yaakov, of the, the, that they provide the words. It's the world of Dibur, of speech. We study Torah. We connect to these ideas. And Jews all over the world study Torah. So what's wrong with Jews having Torah? Why do we need a Rebbe? Well, we know the secret that you need a Rebbe. <laughs> Can't be without a Rebbe. A true Rebbe. When I say Rebbe, I mean, I don't mean just a teacher who teaches you Mishnah. I mean a Hasidic master. That's what you need. What we call in Hasidic. And that's, by the way, called Tzaddik. In Hasidism, it, came, it, came, it, it was reinstated, the concept of Tzaddik, because that's what Yosef is. Yosef is Yosef at Tzaddik. So what's the idea of the Tzaddik? The Tzaddik is that if you come to the Tzaddik, you bond with the Tzaddik, then the same Torah you're learning suddenly comes alive. Like tzad, you, go to, you go to the tzaddik, the tzaddik says a teaching on a pasuk of Chumash. Talking about even the tzaddikim that did not give these, these amazingly long and profound and endlessly rich discourses. Short, potent teachings. But still, it was in that potent, the same pasuk, the, the chassid learned the pasuk. The chassid learned the rashi. But he didn't see God in that rashi. He didn't have the entire Rashi grab him at his core and shake him to the core and infuse him with energy and life. For that he came to the, his Rebbe. He came to the Karshnitz Magid. He came to the Kotzke Rebbe. He came to the Simcha Binim of Pshischa. He came to the Heliger Rapshitzer. He came to any Rebbe you want. Rabbi Aaron Karliner. He came in. And suddenly, why? Because the Rebbe is, is in a state of dveikos. The Rebbe is a, is a, is, is a tzaddik. Tzaddik Yisot has that, that, that energy of flow, of bonding. It flows because he's a total channel. And when he says it, then the godliness that's in those words, suddenly there is a connection. There is a Wi-Fi. It's not dead words. It's alive. Tzaddik is called chai, alive. So even though you had those very words before, especially by a tzaddik who's called Yosef, and his whole energy is the, se- the sixth Rebbe, the previous Rebbe of Yosef Yitzchak. Life. Baal Shem Tov, right? Life. Connection. And that's the meaning over here. It is even after you have the letters, and in the letters is the infusion. Again, without, without Rachel and Leah and all that, you don't even have words. It's not carrying over at all from energy to, 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 to the world. You need to have letters. As that means it's a, that, that's provided by the nishay of it, by the wives of the father. But the wives of the fathers now produce children. They're over there and they're not necessarily getting into the energy of those words. For Yosef comes, for who nar, and he is 
Now, exactly why it uses the term nar maybe is that he lowers himself down or attaches himself down into this lower state of what, and therefore he can enliven the Bnei Bila and the, 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 the Shvatim, the children of Bila, and connect them to Yaakov, even on a, such a, on a lower level. So he definitely electrified his brothers, but for but, but them, because they're in a higher state, by them it's not such a novelty. The novelty is, V'hunar es Bnei Bila, Bnei Zilpa, Nishayaviv, the wives, the fathers, or Makabal receive from it. And he, 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 he turns on the electricity over there. That's the idea. Or maybe he brings it to revelation. to the recipient. Again, this is the way I understand it. it. Doesn't say all of this in here, but that's the way I, I think it means. Like it says, and Yosef's role is hinted to where it says that the waters should come, should all gather together to a place of oneness. Do so the Zohar says that that's Yisod. That means that all the different channels, Chesed, Gvura, this, that, they all flow ultimately into Yisod, that's Makam Echad, receives from everything and transmits. Shenikra Kanisha the Kol it first gathers in all the lights. Yosef, and because Yosef was such harmony, such a perfect recipient of all the energy flows from all the directions that are flowing into him, so that he will transmit it further. That's why he was so beautiful. He was so attractive. And Yaakov, we say, is also beautiful. And he is a reflection of, of Adam. The, the, the exquisite beauty of Adam is un, unmatchable. Yaakov is something of him because that's already a translation in the word, in, in a, into the divine world, in a world of divinity. It's already a world. It's far more mitigated. It's much, much weaker already from, from Adam. And from Yaakov, Yaakov is the goof, the asod, the, the ability to transmit, that's Yosef. But he contains all of that harmony to be transmitted downward. Teferis to Yaakov. Shakob chenis is kalalus teferis to Yaakov. The whole integration of the beauty of Yaakov, how your boy was included in Yosef. Like we said earlier. With the Pirish of Kod Kod Nazir Echav Dalamaven. Okay. And after all this that we just said, and why Yosef was so precious, yeah, let's understand first Rachel, what's the quality of Rachel, and then we're going to come back. Okay. After all of this, we'll understand the general idea of the, what the Zohar says to Liel. And the reason why it says that Yaakov came alive and lived for 17 years. When Yaakov saw Yosef, the Shapiri delay because his beauty, Dami was similar and looked the Shapiri, the inmate to the beauty of his mother. The Nekob Chenes Avoda the Yaakov because all this Avoda of Yaakov. In drawing forth this Iskalalos, the Oides Al Yoinim of these supernal lights, Chenes Galiel, or Yitachlus Kavanosoi. Its ultimate purpose was Shayova Yor Vahashefa that the light. And the Shefa, Minna Helem Legilui Dafka. That the all the oil, Yaakov's whole avoda was to draw godliness outward. And as we said earlier, in order for it to be in the rightful way, the Kali for it is this perfect harmony and balance. That was whole intention. You know, is to is to is to bring Hashem into a relationship with the creation, into an expression into the creation. Minahelem Legilui Dafka from concealment to revelation. The high new, and that is Shayavi Pchinis Gili Oirin Soif. 
that the revelation of the Orin Saif should come with every form of integration possible. But where should it be express itself? All the way down here below, Lamata Davka. It should cross the border of the, of the divine in creation, come all the way down into the creation. And if the lights will not come to full revelation, and even if it's lighting up powerfully the theoretical world of Atsilos, in other words, if it's lighting up the sublime realms of Atsilos, the realms of divinity with this orange self, but it's stopping over there and it's not continuing into creation, it's not, it's not fulfilling, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's not reaching its destination. Even though that in Atsilos the lights, this it, it would reveal itself from the essence of the of the emanator, which means from Hashem being simple and undefined and un without a personality, so to speak. And then it would now he would now project a very harmonious personality of God, a very balanced. A, a, a divine being, so to speak, through his service with total sacrifice. In which he's drawing godly down into the source of his soul through his work down here in the physical world, which was with sacrifice, with total devotion. I mean, he, he literally, Yaakov didn't stop for a second, night and day, working like the hardest worker. And this was all a spiritual work, which he was, he developed the entire um, 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 structure of Atsilos and all this um, perfect, balanced um, um, mapping <laughs> that, that he created in, in, in the divine realm. In this Teferes, which is the center of the Ze'er Anpin, which is the this whole this whole um, harmonious being, he wouldn't, and if it would stop there and it wouldn't go further, this would not meet, this would have been a mission failed because he would not see it through to the very end. This is not the tachlas, this is not the end goal. Because the main of the midah of Yaakov is that everything should be drawn down from concealed to revelation. The main inning of Yaakov is that things need to come down from, from a non-expressed hidden state to revelation. Because this is the main inning of the that it goes from one end to the other end. This is just the idea of attaching. He attaches and connects from this very, very highest end in with the lowest end. He attaches the radiance of the Oyrein Soif from the very highest point. In the innermost of the light of Keser, as he brings it all down through all the layers, that's what the center is. It's, first of all, it's to, it's to attach the two sides, Chesed and Gevura, but also to attach higher and lower, Hashem and the world. So the Orein Sof that has no definitions should find expression within the world and channel downward. 
So go from Keser, and from the innermost of Keser, to go all the way down to Malchus. And from Malchus, Malchus is already the soul of creation, it will, it, it will then emanate or, or reveal itself into creation. Shenikras Seifer, the called Dargan Malchus, is called the end of all levels. It should descend all the way down into divine speech, because speech is already the last level of Hashem. Once he is speaking, the words are already going outside of him. That's already like, consider that's no more him. It's already, that's already the creation. Batam, you do, and the reason is, and why is Teferis able to go down so low? Because Teferis has this unique qualities. We spoke earlier, right in the beginning of the class. I said that the two side channels, they don't go so low because they don't come from so high. Keser goes all the way up to the middle. In which it receives the general elements, the two channels receive something of specific potential. But Keser is there in the middle. So it's here to take the entire Ebesh there. <laughs> All of what God has to offer, so to speak. The entire, to invite Hashem Himself down. <laughs> With every possible potential expression, which is what the Ferris does. As we spoke earlier, and which he does the work to draw that down. And how did he do it? That's where he was so busy with the sheep and the peeling and the and, and making the, the red and the white. That Yaakov is the servant at the very, very high place in the heights. And he looks like he's working in 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 the in the in the in the, in the um, in the fields or the farms or the uh, the back country of, uh, of of Haran, and where is he really? He's standing in Atzilus. That's where he is. That's what the tzaddik is. His feet are in the ground. He's Yaakov, but Yaakov was shown the ladder. His head is in Atzilus, and when he's working with the staffs, his mind is up there in the highest realms, creating these, drawing, coaxing, so to speak, God into these different beautiful manifestations. So then, first he needed to receive all this energy into his soul, Teferis of Atzilus, so to, which would mean a kind of a download into him. And then he needs to download further from him, and that he can't do only through Yosef. And after he received everything for himself, called Iker Magamasa, now he turns around after he leaves Lovan's house, and now he's already having a family. Now he's beginning to think of how he's going to implement this downward. To translate this to the lowest edge of existence, which is the attribute of Malchus, in order that he should take all of his, his integrated energy and influence it all, transmit it all, in other words, he has to write a book now. He has all this energy, now he, has to, now he has to write a book and publish his book and put his ideas out there, communicated outward. For this he has to come into speech. And that's why he needs a publicist who can take it. And that's Rachel. She is Rachel, his wives, they give the speech. that can. Rachel is called the revealed world. Because remember we said earlier, Leah is a more sublime level of, of wife. She's also a wife. She's also letters. The idea, the energy needs to come into words. First into Leah, that's why he married Leah first. First into Leah in thought, and from Leah then, then further down into speech. 
But she's called, but Leia's called Alma Descasia, the concealed world. That's why Leia's beauty was more concealed, hidden. Rachel's revealed beauty, revealed, right? Uh, But but Yaakov's intention, that's why Yaakov doesn't really, he's not so happy with Leia, because, you know, as long as you know you print the book, but the book is sitting in the publicist uh, place and it's not getting out to the people. So even though you have print, you put it into words already, but it's not, it's not. It's not, it's not hitting the Amazon shelves and we're going out and into the bookstores and getting out to the, to the actual reader. What do you got? It's like, you know, they're having to shut down now for the... For, 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 for. So, so many people have such great ideas, whatever, and they, they, they can't communicate it because they're, they're, they're shutting the actual... Uh, the world of Rachel is being shut down. As opposed to Leia, you can think. You can have... Well, you don't care what you think. Don't say it. So, so, but Yaakov knows he's got to say it too. So he's got to give it to Rachel. Alma Galia. Vizau, and this is the meaning of Baruch Hashem. Blessed is God. And blessing always means channeled. Channeled. The blessing is a channel. Mina olam from one world. Va'ada olam until the next world. So it has to come from one level, from one level of world to the next level of world. Ma'alma Kasia from a more concealed level. That's Leah's world. La'alma Galia to the revealed world. Kiyadu as it is known. And that's why he loves Rachel so much, because only through Rachel is he communicating into words that can actually go down. But again, Rachel, and even more, when you add to Rachel Yosef, and if, he, if Rachel is not there, Yosef can do the job of Rachel as well, as we'll see. is the attachment, and the bonding. At this center channel of Yaakov, Mavriach min katsa la katsa goes all the way down into the actual creations. But if he can't speak it, where there is no speech, there's no communication, then it's not being, it's not descending down into the lowest end. And the lower end and the higher end don't have any communication. God is not communicating with the world. And you need, therefore, Yaakov, the Torah, and so on and so forth, with words. Because it says originally the Torah is a white piece of parchment. It's beyond words. It's just a pure energy. It has to come into words. The words are the letters. And the letters carry it into, into specified ideas. And we said, really, the letters of the Torah are still not too abstract. It's to go into the words of the Mishnah, the words of the Talmud, the words of the Or, to break it down into all the details, and that's how it can come into the world. And, and, and so the, the Mishnah, Torah Shabbat Peh, that's Rachel, that's Rachel. She is the energy of Malchus, Malchus Peh, Torah Shabbat Peh, and so forth. And therefore he didn't accomplish anything in his work. Like the Rebbe. The Rebbe brought Mashiach already. He brought Mashiach into every level. He channeled every. We know that. The Rebbe said, I brought Mashiach. And it's already, everything is here already. But if we don't, the Rebbe can't talk. But and, and he did talk, but it kind of if, if we keep it secret and we just keep those these these talks and over here, then then what did he accomplish? If it's not getting out to every human being, if it's not reaching every, the Rebbe was begging us, speak to the Gentiles, speak to the entire world, tell them about Mashiach, tell them about Giyula, bring it out into action. It has to go out. That's the whole thing. And if that doesn't happen, like like the Rebbe, the Rebbe went like this. Like he, he knocked on the lantern, on his, what is it called, lectern. What is that called? The stender. And he gave a zetz. And he said, all my work is, I have a little rick. I've drawn everything down, but 
It has to manifest. It has to actualize. And if it doesn't, he did not accomplish anything. Everything that he, all the, all the spiritual unions that he accomplished up there. Here he worked like crazy. For, 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 for 20 years, non-stop, as he can explain to how hard his work was, to receive everything from the lights of Keser. He was serving up there in the highest places. Because everything that Yaakov is stimulating in the supernal heights, in order to, to, to reach up to the highest point, is only for one person. It's in order to draw down from the deepest point to the farthest um, 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 level and the lowest point in, in, in creation, which is the physical world. It is the whole point of Yaakov's service. And that's why Yaakov said, I need, I need a publicist. I need a promoter. I need words. Give me two writers. He said, I'm going to work seven years. But who does he want? He doesn't want Leah, because you know, Leah is still going to keep things sublime. Because in thought. He wants to have someone who's going to speak, not just think. I want to bring it down into your, 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 your younger daughter. That's why he mentions younger, because speech is much weaker than thought. Thought is much richer, but because it's on a higher level. But again, it's not getting out to the, to the audience. Uh, That's what he wants. And what does it mean, the work for the seven years? Uh, the seven years means to draw the infinite down into all seven emotions. Into Atsilus. I'm working very hard. But what do I want? I want you to give me your daughter so that I have words that we can take all these teachings and all this perfect um, um, emotional, um, um, uh, divine emotional uh, blend of all the beauty of every single aspect of how everything is so amazingly balanced and integrated and synchronized. And bring that all into speech. In order for it to be drawn down into the lower world, call Zion Shanam Allah all these seven years. The time Zion Shanam and why seven years? This corresponds to the seven supernal midas. Shal Yadam, because only through them, Yumshach Gili Oyrein Saif, the Oyrein Saif will be drawn down. Lamata, down here below, Kamoy Chesed Yamina. Kindnesses, which is the right hand or the right arm, and Gavur is the left, and so forth, to bring it all down. And that's what he's saying. I will, now, by the way, Lavan, he doesn't say it, he doesn't emphasize over here, even though Lavan over here is a swindler or a crook, but spiritually, Lavan means whiteness, so this is indicative of the supernal whiteness, which represents God as he is not yet. Hashem is very undefined, as he is still in a in a, in a complete uh, simplicity, and from there he's drawing forth. He's working seven years to draw that simple light down into the seven emotions, into this harmonious, perfect blend, and from there. But I need your younger. I need words to bring it all the way down into the world. Rachel, to bring everything mehelam legiloi. From the concealed to the revealed, Bibchenas Rachel, 
in Rachel. Batam Shachafetz Berachel now is going to explain further. The reason why he desired Rachel Dafke Veloi Beleya and not Leia. Why can't Leia? Leia is also a wife. She's also a recipient. She's also a, 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 a keli, a container for this, for this energy. You do it as known. And that's because Rachel is the primary element of revelation. Of all the supernal lights. That's the supernal speech. So it has to come down into speech. And that was the main reason why. Because until if it's still in Leia, it's still... It's in thought, but it's not yet spoken. The gam mipnei, but there's another reason. Rachel has the quality of perfect. She has the same quality of Yaakov. She's his soulmate, in the sense that Yaakov is such a perfect blend, such a balanced being of perfect harmony of each of the attributes. Everything is just so, so, so right, as opposed to extreming itself in any direction. A gazillion different variations, but everything is perfect. Everything is so perfectly matched. Now, you can have such an energy, but you need, if you're going to put it into words, you need a student, so to speak, who can receive the blend of the teacher. So you see something interesting. Sometimes you have this amazing teacher, master, and then you have students, and they're recipients. But it's like the students already, each one's, they, they only have a narrow-mindedness, and they see and they pick up only one side of their master. They see one element of their teacher, of their Rebbe, and that's what they think their Rebbe stands for, only for this idea, only extreme something, nothing else, and it becomes only about that. So even though the teacher, and if the teacher might have five students, and this one picks up on this element of the student, like it says about the students of Yaakiva, they didn't get along with each other, each one viewed and, and picked up in their teacher that which is more leaning to their style and fits their soul. That's what they saw. That's what they heard. That's why a person can teach the same teaching and different people will pick up on different nuances of the teaching. It's, it's who you are and what you're into. That's what you see. That's what you hear. But then there is the student who's able to get everything of the teacher. He doesn't, he or she doesn't pick up on one, on one, one slant. They, they pick up on the whole teacher. And, then, and they're able to then build their lives or communicate or, trans, or transmit that further also in a very harmonious way. That's the quality of Rachel. Rachel was the, a vessel that was able to, words, synchronized words, I'm saying synchronized, um, um, harmonious words as well. And that, and that expressed itself in the fact that she was so perfect, she was so beautiful. And that's why Yaakov loved her beauty. It wasn't the physical beauty that enamored her. Obviously, because she was spiritually so beautiful and so perfect, it reflected her, it in her in her physical features. Because in as much as the physical is 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 um, com- compatible or commensurate or or even deeper than that. Uh, uh, channeling the spiritual. Because Rachel was so perfect in her form and beautiful in her appearance and her complexion, and her beauty was, because what's beauty in a person? Same thing. If someone is extremely fair-skinned, very white, 
or someone could be very, very dark, it's not so beautiful. The beauty is if there's a if there's a beautiful complexion, it's a blend between light and darkness, it's a blend between and also features. If one thing is extremely pronounced, usually that nice. If you're looking at a person and all you see is their nose or all you see is their ears because it's very discreet or very their eyes or whatever, you have to be able to it's like it's the it's the beauty has to do with someone who's everything is everything is matching, everything fits together, so special. So both in complexion and in 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 form, which is the integration of the limbs. She was included from all from all these elements of kindness and severity, Adam, red, velovan, and white. Bain Bekalim whether in the vessels, the containers, because Malchus Rachel, which which is in general, it's a level of containers, it too has energy and container. So Rachel was perfectly mixed both in soul and in body, meaning in her containers, which represent the idea of form. Form is the structure, the skeletal structure of the bones of the body. And in complexion. Complexion already is related more to the light, more to the blood, more to the soul. So that's more of the energy of the person. If the blood, I don't know exactly how, what, what creates the coloring in the face, but it has to do a lot with the, with the energy element. Whether in lights, which is appearance, stated elsewhere. As it is known, that the main beauty, when things are perfectly harmonized, with different opposite colors. And like we see in the beauty of the beauty of Teferis of Yaakov. In this integration of kindness and gavura, in various different ways. This is the way Rachel was. The integration of chesed and gavura. And all the different various manifestations in different ways. She had everything in her. That's why he's called, what we say, Yosef was called Kol, because he had everything. He received everything from Yaakov. And in, in Rachel, it's Kala. It's Kol Hey. It's that the Hey can receive Kol, can receive everything. It's the integration Kli of the vessel. Base Kibul, it is the right container. Lekabul Mahakol, to receive from everybody. And just like in Yaakov, who is the essence of the Hashpa, he's the energy itself. Shakol, he himself is, has a blend. From all the different nuances, all the different lights and flow, the chesed, the gavura of chesed and gavura become a in many different ways. Just like Yaakov was that way, as we said earlier, she was his soulmate. She was his particular container. The and therefore of Yaakov That's why he loved her. and therefore he wanted to give her everything. All the light of his influence. She won't leave anything out of him. She will teach his full teachings. Everything will be received in the same way and in the same manner. Exactly. Of, sometimes you go and you, and you speak to a writer and the writer writes it down, what you're saying, and then you read it. You feel that their writing is not compatible with what... With, their... They're writing things with, and it's lacking. It just doesn't, they don't have it. 
You have to get the right writer who you can communicate and you feel they're capturing in their writing your, your, what you really meant to give. And Yaakov, being that he means to give a perfect harmonious message, they have to have someone who can receive the, the full totality of it. Doesn't add, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't diminish. Not a matter and not even a half a thing. This is called Kala, Sheklula, she herself is included, Mikola Oides El from all the supernal lights, Bitoyerubamara in form and in and in complexion. Okay, Nikra Malchus Emuna. That's why Malchus is called one of the names for Malchus is Emuna. Emuna is the recipient of MS. Yaakov is called MS. Rachel is called Emuna. Emuna receives the MS. And we say at night by the evening prayer, we say MS the Emuna. Emes is the husband, Emuna is the wife. Mashpia and Makabal. Kamashikosav Iu Ihu, he is the man, Yaakov, Teferes, Akadush Baruchu, he's Emes. The Ihi and Malchus, Shechina, Emuna, she's Emuna. Emes Pchinas Teferes, Emes is Teferes, which is the Yaakov. Emuna Pchinas Malchus, Emuna, faithful and so forth, is Malchus, Shenikra Rachel, that she's called Rachel. <coughs> Akeras Abayis, and that's why she's the primary wife of Yaakov Kenoid, as it is known. And the analogy that we said earlier, a student and his teacher, when the student receives every, everything, literally the teacher feels that the student is getting it. As it is in the teacher, so it is in the student. He's not adding, he's not diminishing. Then it's satisfactory. Then it's satisfactory. The entire intention of the kavana of the mashpiyah, and this that he was, that he prepared classes and he brought it all into revelation. If the student didn't receive, he adds his own stuff or diminishes. So then the opposite, the whole pleasure the teacher has from the student becomes becomes aggravation. Sometimes you have a student that the teacher you know picked up certain modes from the teacher, and then they go off and they do their own thing, and sometimes that can cause big pain to the teacher. You see that sometimes, sadly, by chassidim, that there were certain chassidim who went off and did their own, their own thing, and it caused immense aggravation to the Rebbe or Rebbeim that, you know, they, in other words, they're inspired by the teacher, they, and they pick up on certain things which are very important to the teacher, but you've got to take the whole deal. Can't just take one thing and run with it because when you leave everything else out, it's no good. Can we tell me them like we have students? As he brings, there are students that did not um, serve enough time. In other words, they didn't, they didn't, they, they weren't fully baked, so to speak. So what they do in the end is that they they uh, defile that which is pure and they purify that which is defiled. In other words, when he, when if if this student we're talking about a, a teacher of halacha, and then he has a student that didn't really you know, get fully baked, as we mentioned, and then he goes out and he takes certain mythologies, methodologies of the teacher, but he uses it in the wrong way. He, he issues verdicts of things that are supposed to be pure, that they're impure, and things that are impure, the pure, he's mixing up halacha. Hepech masha kibble, opposite of what he received. Now an example of a perfect student for a teacher is Moshe and Yeshua. Moshe is the teacher, Yeshua was the best, was the servant. And that's why Moshe is compared to the sun, and Yeshua is compared to the, Levu, to the moon. Because the moon is a 
is a recipient of the light of the sun as is. It doesn't translate it, doesn't add, doesn't diminish. It's a weaker because it's a reflection, but it's still what it's receiving, that's what it's giving. The face of Moshe is like the face of the sun, and the face of Yeshua is the face of the, of the moon. Like it says, you should give Hashem tells Moshe, give from your glory all of on him. Of course, remember, it's a downgrade because it's once it's going into the recipient into the recipient, it's weaker. We know the generations go down, but still it's 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 a le- it's it's less energy, but it's still the full the full the full uh, the full spectrum. Yeshua is called a man whose spirit is in him. The spirit of Moshe Mamish is in him. He's called a youth. Never separated. He never departed from Moshe. He's the opposite of the student that did not fully, you know, fully get to get fully, you know, made into a full vessel. Like the light of, like the metaphor of the light of the moon. So the moon never has one day, you know, and I'm shining light from Mars. Doesn't work there. It's always sunlight. It's not receiving from any other husband. She's loyal to her husband to the sun. She's reflecting only the sunlight, not any lights from any other stars or anything else. Only what she receives from the sun. The Sihara, because the moon less She's not mixing anything else in. She's a nice pure channel. She doesn't have anything of her own, and everything is from the sun. And that's why he said, and that's why, in order to have such a perfect student, Yaakov says to Lavan, I will work to his father in law, I'll work for you seven years. Your younger daughter. That's the level of the moon, spiritual level of the moon, the attribute of kingship of the world of emanation. And she carries it down because once she puts it into words, it's transmittable to the outside. But she is descending and giving over as it is. The lower it's called. Now earlier we said that even Rachel didn't satisfy it, satisfy it completely. We needed to have Bila and Zilpa to actually take it down all the way. Why it says then if that's the case, Yaakov should have been, what's it called again, um, Interested in the maids? Actually, it says that he didn't. That the others didn't want maids. None of them wanted maids. They all married maids besides Yitzchak. All of them. Yeah, Avram married uh, Hagar also. So it says because they they themselves don't have the ability to go down so low. So it, 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 they needed their wives to help them transition even lower. And Sarah coaxed Avram to marry Hagar. And uh, Leah and Rachel both suggested their maids. The others on their own didn't, couldn't. I don't know. It was so again. It's not clear based on what we're learning over here. It should have been very, should have been very happy to do that. But yet it was very reluctant. So even though he loves Rachel, but 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 yet the kavan over here is dafka Rachel and taking it down all the way. Begam Yaakov Nikra Yaakov. Yaakov is also called Yaakov Hakatan. And Rachel is Katana, and Yaakov, again, they have to be soulmates. So Rachel is Katan, and Yaakov is also called Katan. Because compared to Kesar, Kesar is, is Gadol, is, is infinite. Adam, 
supernal man, he's a reflection from him. So Adam is called the great. Yaakov is small. Yaakov Akatan. So small is attracted to small. Kiyadu as it is known. And this is the general idea of this teaching. When he saw Yosef, who her beauty is similar to the beauty of his mother. Again, we said earlier that in the Zohar, that Yaakov was infatuated with, with, with Rachel. And when he saw Yosef, he was comforted. Because as long as Rachel was alive, so Yaakov had his union with Rachel. Lehevi Hako, which was a spiritual idea. Obviously, Yaakov was intimate with her in the physical sense, but that was all, for Yaakov Avinu, that was all a spiritual transmission. Lehevi Hako, to bring everything, to bring it all down into revelation. By bringing divine inspiration into speech. It was drawn from Matzilas to Briyatir and Asiyah, as it is known. But at the passing of Rachel, who was that Keres Abayas? Nifsak Pchenas Yichud, there was no communication anymore. It was interrupted, this divine communication. We didn't have the network, that's the point. There was no network to connect God, godliness to the world. The Avos, the forefathers, they are the chariot, Kidu as it is known. And therefore, be Yechudam. So therefore, what he's saying. Therefore, when they say they're a chariot, meaning they, they, there's nothing that they're doing that's just earthy, that's just physical. Everything they're doing is divine content because they're a chariot to God. A chariot only moves by the will of the rider. So everything they did was... The, so when they got married, it was a spiritual, godly content, not a physical, earthy creation experience. It was a godly entity. Ube Yechudam. And that's why he says when they, when they were unified... In their unity, in their intimacy, was the supernal intimacy. And therefore, when Rachel wasn't here, he couldn't channel anymore. Now, by the way, this idea was also found by our Rabbeim, by our teachers, the masters of Hasidut. When the Tzemach Tzedek lost his wife, the Tzemach Tzedek stopped saying Hasidus. He didn't teach, he didn't say Hasidus when his wife, he was the only Rebbe besides our Rebbe, both Menachem Mendel's, whose wives passed away, in their, all the other rabbeim, they passed away before their wives. Only the Tzemach Tzedek and the Rebbe had their wives uh, pass away in their lifetime. And by both of them, we found the same thing, that they stopped saying Chassidus, they stopped saying Memorah. Because for a Rebbe to say a discourse, he needs a wife, even though what does she have to do with the discourse? He doesn't discuss the discourse with her. Spiritually, he needs those dynamics because a Rebbe is in the world of Atzilus, the Chassidim, and the, we are down here. And in order to have the words, receive that from the Mamutza. The only time the Rebbe, the Rebbeim would say, would say, Maimarim, um, you see by the Rebbe, is that he stopped saying, speaking, and saying a Maimar, a discourse, in the weekday, but instead he would communicate much more on Shabbos. Because Shabbos itself serves as a Malchus. Since Shabbos is the Malchus, so on Shabbos, since Malchus, Shabbos is the seventh level, which is Shechina, so then you have the communicative skills that you don't have during the week. It's interesting, it's a fascinating idea. But when Yaakov saw Yosef, her beauty was similar to the beauty of his mother, because he's the firstborn to his mother. And he had the same quality of 
as we spoke earlier, of integration, because he was so beautiful, Yosef. That's why it says, he loves him because he's so beautiful, he reminds him of his mother. It reminds him of that spiritual all-inclusiveness, of the balance, of the, of, the, of the synchronization, of the symmetry, of the perfect alignment of his mother. And he was in the same way beautiful. He's similar to his mother, the Shapira de Ime de Rachel, which is the, the, the beauty of his mother Rachel. He has the exact same quality of perfect, of, of non extreme element, but the ability to be, to have a perfect uh, uh, inclusion. The Gevura of both kindness and, and Gevura. And, and judgment. And all the different types of blends possible. That was in his mother, Rachel. She's also called um, um, beautiful, as we said earlier. Therefore, So Yosef was his, was his comfort. From his pain, of all his days, after Rachel passed away. And even though, Now, even though with Rachel, he was intimate. Which means he was able to unify with her and bring, and she's Kalim. He can bring it into full, because he's bringing it into speech. So he can bring it into, and, and because a woman is speech. And, the, and the, even though Yosef is beautiful, but he's not his wife, and, she's, and he doesn't serve. Yosef is not words. Yosef is bonding, a, a mental bonding, a, a, which comes down in a physical intimacy, but not. And he doesn't. And he's not, God forbid, in an intimacy with Yaakov. So we understand that, that he's not receiving in that sense. To receive from Yaakov like from Rachel. When he saw Yosef, it calmed him down and he felt complete in his soul. As if he saw the mother. He's quoting again the words of the Zohar from the beginning. It appeared to him as if he had no pain. This needs to be understood. This is a wonder. The idea is canal. So the idea is, as we mentioned earlier, in the root of Yosef. This is the power of Yosef. Yosef, in essence, Yosef is the same idea. It's the, it's the spiritual energy to transmit, to communicate. It's, the, it's what creates within the, 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 the mashpia, the influencer, the desire to communicate, to, to, to bond. So it's the panemius of the speech. The speech is the, actual, is the actual vessel and container to receive it. But the, the drive to speech and to, and to communicate and the power to attach yourself to a vessel, that's Yosef. And therefore, to some degree, that itself can suffice. This is the power that brings the Ashba of Yaakov. In essence, we said earlier that even where there was speech, where there was wives of Yaakov, you still needed Yosef, as we said earlier, to make the connection. Like it says, that he, as we said earlier, he, he was uh, um, being youthful with the children of Bila, the wives of his father. And all the integrated forces of the beauty of the splendor of Yaakov, that was in him in, in essence, was also in Yosef. In that power, that brings everything to expression. Like Yeshua, Nar, 
Just like Yeshua similar was also considered nar, lehevi to bring the flow to every person. See, Yeshua is really also, first of all, he's descendant of Yosef. So he has the quality of Yosef. Also, Yeshua was not a, was not a wife of Moshe. So you have to say that he has be'ikr, the quality of Yesod. This, this idea of, V'zeh Eila told us Yaakov Yosef, that these are the offspring of Yaakov is Yosef. Shekol told us the Yaakov, all the offspring of Yaakov, Bo'legilo, it comes to revelation, all Yaakov's accomplishments come to actualization, Al-Yedei Yosef, Davka through Yosef. And if so, this is the comfort of Yaakov. But Mois Rachel when Rachel passed away, all of his shefa and all of his influence can come to revelation to the recipient. Al Yedei Yosef through Yosef, just like it was through Rachel, literally in her life. Because Yosef is similar to her beauty, having the same integrated quality. And Yosef is called the supernal tzaddik. He's the one who brings everything to revelation in If Yosef would have had nice qualities, but it wouldn't have the beauty of his mother, that would not comfort him so much. Because then the recipient would not receive such a perfect transmission. Because it would have been, it would have been a lot would have been lost, a lot would have not been communicated, because the the one sidedness, the narrow mindedness of the of the conduit, uh, which required, as we spoke earlier, that she has that that ability to receive it all. And even though the union between Yaakov and Rachel was interrupted, this that his main intention in his avoda was Lamaila from above and a nishlamayade Yosef was fulfilled through Yosef, that brings it all to revelation. I don't see literally where he answers the question, but Saif Kal Saif, without words, how can you how can you transmit? So Yosef serves as the energy, the, the impetus to transmit, but without the words. It's like without a woman, you can't create children. So you can have the assault, you can have the reproductive ability, but without the Kaylee. So I, I don't. So far, I don't see. And I remember when I was learning it, as I told you, I learned this only a week ago. <coughs> I don't remember seeing exactly how Yosef can replace it. I'm not sure. The Adarab, and he says in the contrary, he says there is a quality to Yosef more than his mother. Yes, Yosef Milo be Yosef In other words, he's not explaining so much how he replaces it, but he explains it in certain certain ways. Yosef is even better than Rachel. Shadi Rachel Rachel was a a, a beautiful keli to receive it all. In the supernal union of Atzilus. In the masculine and feminine elements of Atzilus. But she's not so perfect in actually taking it down into the worlds because it's Malchus of Atzilus. When Malchus descends and goes down into Bria Yetzir Nasir, Sham Nimshach Shefa. Oh, Sham Nimshach Shefa. There it, it's drawn. But Beshinei Mohus. Oh, now he's actually saying very, very gishmak that the, the nature of Malchus is that Malchus of Atzilus, Malchus is a converter. Malchus has to convert from, from Atzilus to creation, from divinity to creation. Since it acts as a converter, anything that goes in one side, when it comes out on the other side, it's very, very changed. 
It's going through a powerful filter. And therefore, when it's coming out on the other side, it's almost unrecognizable. It's the same substance, but very unrecognizable. But the essence of the, of the light and the shefa, as it is in Atzilus, nishar lamayla. The essence of it remains above, bepchenes Atzilus and Atzilus. Bepchenes HaMalchus Atzma, she keeps it mostly for herself. And what she teaches, and she gives over, so she's a good recipient to the teacher, she can give it all over, but to transmit to her own students, it gets much weaker when she's giving it over. In other words, even though she's giving over a harmonious teaching, the complete picture, but it's of a far, far, far inferior quality. Yosef, who's Yesod, has a power to cross the border without diminishing the light. So that, he has a quality over Malchus. Malchus, when transmits from one side, from one world to the next world, converts it completely, and therefore the whole potency of the light, it's the same nucleus, it's the same molecules, it's the same, but it's on a much weaker level. Um, um, Yosef is able to transmit the energy down to the recipient without any diminishment of the power as well. Oh, so he, there, in that sense, he serves as a better communicator than Ruch. The only problem is there's no words. That's what I don't get. It's, it's, it's an energy, but where are the words? Um, but through Yosef, maybe the words were already created. That's the point. When Rachel was alive, Yaakov transmitted everything into words. Now you needed just someone to take the, 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 the connection, to make the connection. As we spoke earlier, the tzaddik, the words are there, but you have to be able to pass divinity through these words to come alive. Could be that's the idea. I'm not exactly sure. As it is an atzilus, That's the meaning. He says to sustain you. Hashem sent to sustain you in Mitzrayim. He sent me here to bring godliness in Mitzrayim. Yosef fed his family. Yosef is the one who's trans- he's the one who's feeding everybody. By him, it's not changing; it's remaining in its pure, full, godly potency. As he receives it, reminds me the Friedrich Rebbe would say a mimer, and, and one time I think Rebbe Rashab, the Friedrich Rebbe, they said a mimer, and they. And, 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 the, and then when the people came to Chazar the Maimah to re- review it with the, what they heard, they kind of changed because the Rebbe, it seemed like the Rebbe misquoted a Pasuk. And the Pasuk doesn't say that. So when, they, when the person came and he said it over, the Rebbe asked, did I say that? Did I say that? And they said, no, 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 you said so. And they felt like correcting, and, they, and the Rebbe said, but this is the way I heard it above. <laughs> a Rebbe communicates things the way he hears it above. So sometimes we think we're smarter. We're going to fix this. We're going to fix that. <laughs> Don't fix nothing. The way it's heard about, ah, it's not the Pasuk. Okay, you know what? You're not the Rebbe, and therefore you're not the one quoting the Pasuk. It's a misquote in the Pasuk. Okay, this is the way he heard it above today. So that's the idea of a tzaddik. He called the That's why they have coal. It unifies heaven and earth, brings things down as it is in heaven, down to earth. So Rachel has the quality. She's not being... She's able to receive everything and not lose any of the details. And therefore, she's giving the full picture. But what she's giving is a much weaker version. It's a translation of it. It's not lacking in the, in the 
in the in the in the in the what you call it in the um, details, but it's lacking in the potency. Yosef can carry it over with the full godly potency. Then you do a tzaddik nikritoiv. Tzaddik is called tov. Kumosh gimre tzaddik toiv. Kumai teva toiv. Like the nature of the good one. Sheyetiv men ashefer shabatzma yevachal ashaloi. Whatever he has, the real good is to take whatever you have for yourself as you have it and give it give it over as it is. Mamish yitn beloit simtzum kla without reducing it. Chulu v'dai lebeiv. And that's why it says Yaakov came alive for 17 years. So now we have Yosef, that's Yosef, that's called Tzadik, I think he means the Rukut Torah of the Arizal. The Esa Shamayim, the Esa Oretz. The words Esa Shamayim, the Esa which is the connecting of heaven and earth, which is through Yisod. The first letters are Aleph, Hey, Vav, Hey. It's one of God's names. Not Eke. Eke is Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey. Aleph, Hey, Vav, Hey is the name associated with Yesod. And Aleph, Hey, Vav, Hey is Gematria 17. So it's the name, it's the energy of the Shema. Aleph, Hey, Vav, Hey. Hu Gematria Yud, Zayim, Chenas Toiv, the Tzadik El, that's the Tzod of Tzadik El, Shemachab, that's the Shemaim, that's the Ares, that attaches heaven and earth. That unifies heaven and earth. It's called the tzaddik, the founder of the world. It holds them both together. As we said earlier, it brings the light from Atzilus to Briyatzeh. That's why Yaakov was alive. means life, because tzaddik is called life. So therefore, it can now be transmitted because he's got the tzaddik to take him down. I'm going fast over here simply because I got to go pick my family up, my daughter from the airport with her new baby. And so I was going to teach as much as I can tonight. Now we have to stop. Unless I go check my phone and see where, they're, where the flight is supposed to land. See, if I have a few more minutes, then we can learn a little further. I would have wanted to learn till the actual... First, I thought we were going to finish this, but I guess we need one more week. It's good stuff. <laughs> but hold on one sec. Let me just check my phone see where we're standing here. Hold on. Flight from twenty seven. Oops, wrong thing. Where are we here?
just one second here. Make sure. Oh, we have time still. Haha. <laughs> They're only estimated to arrive at 11.52. We can learn another 15 minutes. Good. Keep this in front of me. Here we go. So this is the idea of a Yechi Yaakov, he says. Because Yaakov, the, 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 the tzaddik is called Chai, life. The life of Teferis is Yesod. That's where the energy gets very intense for transmission. It's almost like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Eberster, it sounds strange, the levels, needs the tzaddik for this. It's the tzaddik is the whole communicator of the energy of God to the world. That's why the tzaddik is such an attractive element. Yosef is such an attractive being. Everybody loves the tzaddik. People don't understand it. People who don't learn Hasidus and Kabbalah just don't have any clue of why there is such a fascination with the tzaddik. Cult, this, deifying. They just totally don't understand the whole idea. That the, 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 the fusion, the flow of energy of God comes through the tzaddik. It comes through, and he's the communicator of it. Without them, there's no connection. Yaakov without Yosef has no influence. The Eberster without, without the tzaddik, it's the system that God set up, but the Hashem's flow into the world is through a, a tzaddik, through a, through the Rebbe, yeah, through the tzaddik Yisraelim. That's it. And we receive godliness through through the tzaddik. And this is what Yaakov said to Yosef: Amusa upon. Now I can die. After I saw your face, now I. What does that mean? Yaakov said, "I completed my soul mission." I saw your face, I can, can transmit in you. In other words, I know that you're around, so I know everything I gave you, you can continue taking it down. So then I'm good. I know I printed the book already, and you're going to distribute it. I, I have it, I already recorded it. It all went out. Now, now I'm not needed anymore. I've drawn it down already. It's reaching already. The communication to go down has already been made. Fartik. Meaning, I see that you're still alive. Which means you're still in that level of tzaddik that you can shake me and channel me down. You're still that channel. You didn't get corrupted. So therefore you're still, you can still serve as that divine channel. And that was a chiddush because he, Yosef was in Egypt. Like Rashi says in the beginning of this parasha when the Pasuk says that that's a big novelty. That even though he was in such a... Such a corrupt place, he remained Yosef at Sadiq. All the immorality and all the all the darkness didn't didn't tarnish his soul. The 50 gates of impurity. Your light did not get blemished. And you're still alive of the life of the supernal Yesod. To give life and to feed to all of the land, also in Egypt. Even though you were already separated from me 22 years, you're still alive. That's why Yaakov didn't say that until he sees him. He has to take a look at him. He hears the Yosef fine. He has to see him. He takes one look at him and he sees, you're the same Yosef. Ya 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 Yaakov can see with his eyes. He sees Yosef and he says, 
Wow. So now I have nothing to worry about. He's still in the level as Yudzayin Shana when he was 17 years old. In the level of good. When we say Imru Tzadik Kitov Tzadik is, it's interesting that Tzadik, the level of Yisod is connected both to 17 and to 18. Because 18 is also Chai. Gematra Yudzayin. He's the youth who receives it all. And he takes it down lower. Similar to Yeshua, which also says Nar. Same idea. Because anybody that's taking something from Atzilus, which is big and vast, and translates it and prepares it and directs it towards the creation, is called youth because creation is considered minor compared to, to the adult level, which is Atzilus. He shepherds with his brothers in the sheep canal, but in Yikot Koit Nazir Echov, above his brothers. That's why he also adds, he loved him so much, because he was a child of his, of his elder. Simply means it was born to him, the last of his children, almost the last. Binyanman <coughs> was after him, but Lahamshech al Yodoy, but he has a deeper meaning. Through him, Yaakov can take from the levels of Zakon. Zakanim represents very, very supernal level. Yaakov himself is a flow of energy from Kesar, we said, from the highest places. Now, the, 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 the higher levels are called Zakain. Zekshakanachachma, and even in Keter, there's the idea of a white beard. So from these very sublime places, you're my son, that I can transmit all that that I received from such loftiness, all this godliness that I've drawn down, from, I, can send, I can transmit it to you. The expansive which is the level of maturity, of aging of Yaakov, which Yaakov himself is the level of the Zeir Anpin. But it's drawn into him from the levels of Chachma of Erech Anpin, and the ancient of days, and from primordial man, like it says, the beauty of Yaakov, is somewhat of the beauty of, of Adam Kadma. That means Yaakov is drawing from such a high place. Because he gave birth to him, the fact that he gave birth to him, that means after Yaakov had already these lights, that's when he, he, he gave birth to he, to Yosef. So that means Yosef is created already from a person who has this incredible uh, spirituality, so to speak, increased, mature spirit. And therefore Yosef is now, and Yosef has the energy to transmit that. It's a cane of covet, as it says, and towards the elders is honor. And that's why it says by Yosef, that he made the wise men of Egypt, he made them wise. That means because he had such zikni, such, such, he had such broad-mindedness and, inf- and, 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 and incredible wisdom that the elders of Egypt all came to learn from him wisdom. But that's, of course, that was a, a, the, the, the wisdom of the unholy, of the klipa. But yet, he, he gave them... Uh, <laughs> He gave them food for thought too. They received from Yosef. Like it says, and we see how the how the how the Egyptians were so great. Their wisdom was so great because it says that Shlomo, King Solomon's wisdom was increased more than the wisdom of Mitzrayim, the wise men of Egypt. 
of all the wisdom that there was in Egypt. Because Shlomo Melech is Chachma of Malchus, because he's a king. David is Malchus. Shlomo's son is also Malchus. But he is the Chachma of Malchus. And really, where is the Chachma of Shlomo becoming so expanded? Coming from Yesod, coming from Yosef. Is so even though it, it says technically that Shlomo Melech was wise than every person, but really the shorish of his wisdom was really really coming from Yosef. Malchus receives everything from Yosef. Malchus is just a nakuda, a point beneath Yosef. This is the poor man's bread that our fathers ate. I don't know what the relationship with the poor man's bread is as it is known. And this is all the reason is because even when it goes down below, it doesn't get it doesn't get blemished. But Sadik has the special ability to go down to the lowest of places and he never gets detached. Like it says, that even when the Tzadik falls seven times, he gets back up. Like it says by Yosef, my, my um, aluma, I just had a different epiphany. The meaning Sheva Yipol Tzadik become that Sheva, that the seventh Tzadik Yipol, even though he falls, which we saw, become, he will get up again. That's just a Peter's that I saw right now, because you know me, I'm all one track minded on Moshiach. But, but now we go back. Like it says by Yosef, that even though his sheaves were laying on the field, it stood back up. In the end, he comes carrying his bundles. Malchus sometimes falls and doesn't necessarily get up. Yisoyed has the ability of falling and getting up right away. And that's why it says that Yaakov lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. Yaakov came alive. The Zohar says, this is called life. What's the spirit of Yaakov? The spirit of Yaakov is the godly flow that's in Yaakov. That's this energy, this pipeline. When Yaakov's, when Yaakov's is not transmitting any more further down, which he would transmit through Rachel, through Rachel. So then, it's, once it's not flowing, even from Yaakov it went away. What's the point? He, cre- he had created the containers, but there was no flow, because the intention is to go all the way down. Now there's no... Because the main spirit of Yaakov, is to reveal the light. To transmit it from the higher to the lower. When Yosef was by him, his, his spirit, the spirit of Teferes, of the Briach on this channel, this uh, communication, this Wi-Fi flow was, 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 was taking place. Because he was drawing down everything, through, just like through Rachel. Even better than her. As we said before, because he can communicate it as it is without diminishing it. 
But after Yosef went away, went away from him, he refused to be comforted. And all of his life he was in tremendous pain. Literally like he died. Because the spirit of him went up above. It's as if literally he fell dead. Because his whole purpose of who he is was not, and his whole energy, spiritual energy flow, which is not trans going further, it, it, it left him. And it's as if he died. The moment he saw him, his spirit was reawakened. Spiritually, he suddenly is alive. He's feeling life again. And that godly, divine, powerful flow is back in him again. It's a live wire. Until now, it, was like, it, it like died the wire. Now there is electricity flow again. From concealment to revelation, through Yosef. I will die now once. Now, we're not talking about a, a life of one individual person. We're talking about the cosmic life flow, which Yaakov represents in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, flowing into the creation, kind of went mm, dead, and now it came alive again through Yosef when he saw him. He doesn't need life anymore. That's why he said, now I can die, because now once you're alive, and I've already downloaded everything into him. And it says that whatever Yaakov learned, he gave over to Yosef. He doesn't need it on his own anymore. Now I can pass away. I've already completed my life's mission. He saw the face of Yosef. He's still alive. Fine. From this we'll understand the general teaching. When he saw Yosef, who's his beauty, is similar to Shapira de Ume to the beauty of his mother. Have a dumb big arme, it was uh, appeared in, to himself, as if he never had any pain in his life. Because through him Yushlam will be completed. Cold Tachlas his entire intention of his kavana, the and all his striving of his soul, the and the supernal unity. How came Dame Begarme? It appeared to him. As if there was never any painful day in his life. He was so alive. It was like everything was worth it because all of his pain and everything he went through was just for this purpose. To bring the divine into manifestation and into... Okay, here's where we're going to stop. Unless this changes here, give me a second. Okay, now I'm going to stop over here. Um, the next part is explaining why does Yaakov say that my whole life I was pained. All of life, the Zohar goes on to say that Yaakov's entire life he was in a lot of pain. When he saw Yaakov, he's going to go through the details of this thing. We're almost done, so this will be very quick. So maybe next week we'll quickly finish this and we'll learn something else. We'll see, but I, we definitely want to finish the whole piece. Fascinating. Okay. Meanwhile, the main thing is that we're coming to Yochvat. We have Yosef, and then we have the flows that come in continuation to that. It should be Vatchi Ruach Yaakov. The spirit of Yaakov should come alive in the Giyula Shalem. I may it happen now already. Everyone, be well.
Baruch Atah, the Noel, 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 the